Only a 12th level intellect has the slightest hope of surviving what you are about to experience. This is the first time we're talking about this. Have you ever seen Michael <laughs> Rosenbaum's... Uh, you ever listen to Michael Rosenbaum's podcast? I've, I've listened to it, but I haven't seen it. I think I listened to the one when he was talking to Tom Welling. Yeah, he uh, they have like super comfy chairs that I'm pretty sure he probably bought for the podcast. Of course. And I am currently sitting in a very similar situation because I'm in a new house. I moved and I'm lucky that I found an SD card that we can record to <laughs> in, <Yeah. the laughs> in boxes. And all your audio equipment. <laughs> Man, I want to I want to hear a Michael Rosenbaum podcast where he talks about Allison Mack because she (laughs) is going through some crap right now. Yeah, you know she was uh, arrested for sex trafficking. Yeah, she got in a cult and she tried to get people like Emma Watson to join her cult. Yeah, it's uh... (laughs) man. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know. I like. I didn't watch Smallville when it was on. Do you um, remember her code name in the later seasons? No. Watchtower. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> it all comes back at some point. Except yeah. we're not in a sex cult yet. Welcome to 12th Level Intellects. <laughs> this is a... Uh, I, I realized yesterday I say every, almost every time when I remember to that this is a DC Animated Universe podcast. It's not really. It's like a mm-hmm. like a comic-y, comic booky pop culture pop podcast. <laughs> I don't I don't really know. On, but it's hosted by a DCAU focused <laughs> channel, the Watchtower yes. database. Yes. So that's where that comes yes. in. That's what I was gonna say next, but you stole it, so. Um well what's what's my name and your name? Uh your name is James Strecker. And uh uh-huh. Go on. I, I introduced you. You're going to introduce me? No, you, right. you're you doing it. You're doing everything. Fine. I'm Ted Kendrick. <laughs> oh, <laughs> very enthused. I'll be Ted Kendrick. I'm very today. enthused about that. Well, today we're going to talk about Batman Ninja eventually. Um, it, <laughs> there's. Uh, I'm going to say, it's kind of selfish to say, but I would say you probably don't need to see the movie to listen to our discussion about it because <laughs> even though we're going to probably spoil like the entire movie, it's really not worth seeing. <laughs> yeah. I would I would say well, uh, it is in the same way that a train wreck is worth watching. <laughs> sure, you know yeah, it's not uh, a good ride, but it's I, I'm fun sorry to if, see. <laughs> I'm sorry if you're listening to this and you really liked it, uh, because we're going to talk about various aspects of it that weren't so good. Um, there were a few good things, but we'll get to that. Uh, okay, well... I, we got news. I don't have, yeah, I don't have a lot of actual newsworthy things. There's just a couple of um, recent releases um, that I wanted to talk about. One is... Harley Loves Joker number two came out uh, this week or last nice. week. Um, I so ha- both of those, yeah. I haven't read number one yet, but I have number oh. one. I have a copy. <laughs> yeah, both of them it. are out now, so the story is complete. This is a, for anyone that doesn't know, I guess, it's a uh, essentially DCAU set Harley Quinn story. Um, it started in the normal Harley Quinn rebirth title uh, as backup stories for like six or seven issues. Um, And then it was 
uh, we were left with like, oh, to be continued in the normal book. And then it, mm. like a year later, we finally got <laughs> the two issues that conclude. Is it a, oh, it is a conclusion of that? It's not yes. just a, oh, okay. So I'm going yeah. into it. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not knowing that. <laughs> yeah, it's only two issues and it's our, that it concludes the backup story. It, like on their own, the okay. issues won't make much sense because you're like, who's any of these characters? What's going on? Why is her headquarters about to explode and all this stuff? Mm-hmm. So but uh it's pretty fun it's written by paul dini who created harley quinn he's a batman animated series writer everyone listening probably knows this uh and so yeah it's a lot of fun there's a um a lot of cameos by classic uh b-taz characters and some new faces to this universe and it's not like officially been announced that it's dcau but they use all the dcau character designs and they mm-hmm. paul dini's writing it and it's it works very well to um kind of tell a missing story from that. i i flipped through it and i saw i noticed one panel of issue one that had emil dorian from um, yes. tiger tiger episode mm-hmm. of btas and he's there with a very young abel cuvier yeah from yeah and beyond <laughs> Which, which we are, which we already did <laughs> in, in legacies. Yeah, yeah we. Uh, sure. I yeah. mean, I'm sure he had the idea at first, but uh, mm-hmm. well, we name dropped Cuvier, but we didn't. <laughs> or not Cuvier, um, Dorian. Dorian's yeah, not yeah. in our issue, but his research is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I remember that was the, that was kind of a funny part uh, because I remember thinking how when we were gonna bring Cuvier into legacies, we were like, oh. Is this stretching the timeline a little bit? Because uh-huh. by by making him even in his twenties, he's going to be in like his sixties by the time of Batman Beyond. He doesn't really look that old. But you know, well, we figured whatever fair, we want to use him. It's twenty nine or twenty eighteen. Yeah, you know, it's twenty years till Batman Beyond. Sixty five is new thirty after all. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, anyway. But yeah. Anyway, next um, thing. <laughs> yeah, I got. Uh, well, there's Doom Patrol series announced. For oh, uh, yes. the DC Universe channel, that's happening, which is pretty awesome. It seems like it's going to be the original lineup of Robot Man and Elastigirl and Negative yeah. Man um, with Crazy Jane, who is a member of the uh, the Grant Morrison 1980s version. And okay. so it yeah, seems I've never like, heard of this character. <laughs> yeah, it's they're they're obscure. You know, they're like DC's like um, they were that they're like x-men in a way that right, they're like yeah. just the kind of like outcasts and the freaks but like even more so than the x-men i suppose they're on the teen titans cartoon i think right like beast boy yeah. was originally part of them in that cartoon mm-hmm. and and in the silver age comics uh, um yeah, beast yeah. boy was in the doom patrol oh let me turn my phone off real quick <laughs> yeah so your ringtone was a cat meowing for a second oh no that's just the, that is literally a cat meowing <laughs> um but no it seems like uh doom patrol is going to appear in the titans show that is going to mm. be on the dc universe streaming app um we know that jeff johns posted uh on twitter um the page of a script for episode five called right. doom patrol so, so maybe it, it might have been like episode introduced four. there and then yeah, and we, so I think we can safely assume that they're going to be the same version in that episode that's going to have their own spinoff show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We but also it's... saw a new image for Young Justice Outsiders from mm-hmm. that DC Universe Yeah, spiel. It looks like couple... um, Black Lightning's in the background mm-hmm. with Superboy 
And I, I guess Artemis was on the far left, but she might be yeah. in the new sort of code name or something. Yeah, and the uh, there's a, like a bunch of newer looking characters in the front, like Metamorpho is there. Mm-hmm. Uh, some red person that I think you saw the comment from someone that suggested it was Forager. Yeah, and I kind of um, thought that too at first. That was my, yeah. my but beefier, we'll find out, beefy I guess, yeah. Forager. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He foraged like, a little too much there. <laughs> yeah, I, I was tempted to say like it could be a red beetle or something like that, but we saw all like we saw yeah, green we all beetle the, in the last the beetle season, people. yeah, and they were and the, similar yeah. but a little different. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It had lightning. Uh, who's Black Lightning's daughter, or it could have been Thunder. I get the two mm-hmm. of them mixed up. He's got <laughs> daughters who are Thunder and Lightning. <laughs> Um, See, I you, only know yeah. Thunder and Lightning from also from the Teen Tar- Titans cartoon. And, um, and those are of, like, different Thunder and Lightning. Those were the yeah, villains. Yeah. They were villains. Yeah. yeah. Um, and this, like, Black Lightning's children were originally, like, in Kingdom Come. Uh, it was a member mm-hmm. of, like, the, the younger heroes uh, in Kingdom Come. But then she was integrated into the main DCU, like, sometime after Infinite Crisis. And... Um, and then the other daughter was part of the Outsiders. Uh, Why do they do before. that with ca- like characters that are different characters, but they have the same name? Manhunter, oh, Vigilante. Yeah. <laughs> Why, <laughs> like, just make a new name? <laughs> DC Comics got to use that IP. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you got a name. You got to yeah, keep it so, in yeah. use. Yeah, um, Bat- Batman. He'll be Batman later too. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to quickly say um, Margot Kidder died, who was Lois Lane. Oh, yeah. In the 1970s Superman with Christopher Reeve. She passed away a couple days ago. Um, I was pretty upset at myself that I didn't know her name. Like, I I recognized her face, and but I just saw her name popping up everywhere and thought, like, oh, who is this? And then, oh, boy, (laughs) that's who that is. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's probably the best Lois Lane. Next to Danny Delaney, she's great right, too. Right. But, but yeah, Margaret Coder, she was classic. I, yeah, maybe best live action Lois. <laughs> oh, no doubt. Certainly better than Superman Returns Lois. <laughs> I'll say that anyway. Well, rest in peace. Uh, yes. I have. The only other thing I have is that we got another new um, Death of Superman trailer. Uh, it's more of an actual trailer than the other ones have been. Um, like, in, those have all been kind of just sneak peeky looking here's some clips um this one's got uh we hear rain wilson is lex luthor he plays um oh yeah that's white yeah yeah Yeah, which i had to look in him up because i recognized the voice like who is this and oh okay (laughs) like that'll be weird because when i first heard the voice i thought oh that doesn't sound like what i think lex luthor should sound like but then when i now that i know it's dwight then I'll be able to just see Dwight the whole time. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of uh, like that casting. Yeah, he's already like a conniving businessman. Seems um, like there might have been a shot in the early part of the trailer with him and Mercy. Like that might yeah. have been Mercy Graves with him. Yeah, I think so. Um, that something that bothers me about this universe of um, this new fifty-two-ish uh, new cartoon movies is that they they constantly switch voice actors of like main characters. Mm-hmm. Um, they keep, they more or less keep the same character designs and it's like a f- one flowing universe or whatever. And I understand it's probably that they have like a one contract per movie, like, and they don't, they don't, you know, have a, Hey, you're going to be on here for the next six cartoon movies or whatever. 
but like Superman has been Jerry O'Connell since Throne of Atlantis, but he wasn't Jerry O'Connell in Justice League War. Uh, uh, and same okay. with like Rosario Dawson has been Wonder Woman in the last few, but she wasn't in the original one. Um, Maybe they like, had a contract <clears throat> later that kind of booked them for a few movies. Yeah. Once they realized like, oh, we're building a universe. <laughs> right. Know, yeah. Of. We're going to keep using this. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, Lex Luthor's already had a different person and uh, yeah, just a handful of characters. Lois Lane has not been. Um, uh, I keep forgetting her name. Uh, Rebecca Romaine, I think. Yeah. Uh, is her this time who i think is married to jerry o'connell and that's why they're cast this way but i don't remember that that would (laughs) be convenient (laughs) yeah (laughs) they can have a true on-screen love um but there's some cool shots in the trailer there's wonder woman gets like her ponytail sliced open by doomsday so she's got her normal like flowing long hair uh, which looks pretty good with this costume i wasn't i've never been a huge fan of the ponytail that she's had in the Mm -hmm newer stuff um but yeah i don't know i i mean i think you know my stance on this by now that i'm sick of them just adapting stories that already exist but uh especially one that they've already done before but i guess it's gonna be different we've talked about this before but um like the trailer confirmed (laughs) that this was the classic justice league and not the 90s one that we saw in the original book so that's something a little different um we, I mean, we're going to get part two, Reign mm-hmm. of the Superman. It might be called something else. could be Return of Superman or something like that. Yeah, but yeah. It's going to involve the Eradicator, Superboy, Steel, yeah. Cyborg Superman. Which we that's... have not seen that part before. So. Yeah. I yeah, guess they have to do this to fresh. get to that. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's always fun. That's, <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Well, cool. Um, I, we, I forget if we mentioned last time. Um, have we talked since they announced the DC Universe streaming app? Because I know we just talked about Doom Patrol, but I wanted to bring up the Swamp Thing live yeah, action I don't, series maybe, too. I don't remember if we have, so yeah. we'll just do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, last last episode we talked a little bit about James Wan, how he directed Insidious and The Conjuring mm-hmm. and and all that, and how he's uh, doing the Aquaman movie. And so yeah. James Wan is also um, the showrunner of the Swamp Thing show um, for DC Universe. <laughs> hey, cat. My cat's but, yeah. crawling into the scene. <laughs> But yeah, so Swamp Thing, um, I think that's perfect because James Wan has all this horror movie experience. Yeah. And Swamp Thing's... Wait, you know, so he's doing got... Swamp Thing also? Sorry, I was distracted by Cat. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, Swamp Thing's got the <laughs> horror vibe. And like even the logo that was released, you see the A in Swamp Thing's like the Walking Dead hand rising up. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. I was kind of surprised I didn't get sued over that. <laughs> or like, I, I guess that's it's a pretty early. general zombie-ish just, thing. Just yeah. the hand coming out of the letter A in uh-huh. your logo. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. they've got that copyrighted. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, that's happening. Um, they keep releasing really cool stuff. It looks like we have a slate of um, some really amazing content coming to the app. Uh, I can't yeah. wait to get it. It seems like rumors are suggesting that it might be about $7 a month uh, for mm. the service, which isn't horrible. Um, it's cheaper than Netflix, so it's... You know, it's another thing, but it's the kind of thing you can hop in, binge watch all the stuff, and then don't yeah. pay another month. Wait till it's there's new stuff up there. But, <laughs> yeah, you know? I'm glad to see there, there's a bunch of stuff coming because you know, like a, a long time ago when they 
first announced Young Justice Season 3 was going to exist, mm-hmm. that's when they kind of said, like, oh, by the way, it's going to be on our new streaming thing, yeah. but we don't know anything about that yet. Didn't and, have a name. Then, yeah, but everybody was like, is that the only thing that's going to be on there? Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> so is that, that they're like, oh, no, it's this and this Live-action Titans, live-action Doom yeah. Patrol, live-action Swamp Thing, and then another animated Harley Quinn series. Yeah. That's all Which I noticed the ones that so far. is using... I don't know if this is, I don't think it is, because on the Harley Quinn comics, there's like a, you know, logo Harley Quinn title. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks similar to that. They're not using that. They're using the exact font title uh, from the Batman and Harley Quinn um, oh, cover art, huh. um, which is cool, I guess, but it, it was just interesting that, like, they just use that instead of any other previously official Harley Quinn logos mm-hmm. or whatever. Well, they Paul... change that logos around every couple yeah. of years. Does Paul Dini uh, have anything yeah. to do with that cartoon? Um, I, I hope so. He, yeah. they should have him write a few episodes. I, I don't <laughs> think we know that yet. Should have him write the whole series. No, I, I, well, I think that I like to yeah, see Gail like Simone a, writing too. Gail yeah, Simone yeah. would be. Awesome. I think it's an original. It's like a different. It's one a lady that be writing the show. But I don't remember. Uh, Harley Quinn. Oh, we're both doing it. I'll let you do it. (laughs) I'll look it up later. Look Um, it up on your own if you're listening to this. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just quickly scanning it real quick here. Um, It looks like... So um, the people who are heading it is Justin Halpern, Patrick Schumacher, and Dean Laurie, uh, who all seem like guys. Um, And they collaborated (laughs) on the... uh, They they worked on the Powerless... They were on the Powerless show that was on NBC. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that is not a positive thing. No, um, not necessarily. I mean, I was that show was cute for three episodes, and then I fizzled out. Yeah, I just didn't watch past the first one. I think so it would have been better if they had stuck with the original concept and kept it like superhero battle mm-hmm. insurance, you know, but then it turned into like Gotham R&D or like Wayne oh. Enterprises Research and Development Lab or something. So the whole concept was flipped on its head. Oh, maybe they were not confident in themselves that people would watch the thing that they originally right. said it was. And I guess. I guess they were probably right. <laughs> um, well, anyway. all right well we should probably talk about batman ninja um, yeah it's a movie it is uh <laughs> barely yeah so <laughs> it's an anime I, yeah i've uh i've mentioned this in our i talked about this in our hey cat stop sniffing the microphone you're gonna make sniff sounds uh she's sorry she's really like needy as soon as we move to the new house she's like, i don't know where anything is i love you so much i need to sit in your lap Aww. um well this is happening. just oh, well. it's happening anyway uh <laughs> hey, cat. so i talked about this in my in our um keep epilogue a secret video but i didn't watch any anime until i showed my wife batman beyond and then she showed me full metal alchemist as like a retaliation mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh i've seen a bit of full, full alchemist it's yeah, a great show <clears throat> it's yeah it's really good the it's probably the it, probably i like it the most of anything that i've watched because it's kind of the most it feels very western in its um not old west but like <laughs> western animation um mm-hmm. in its delivery it still has a handful of anime like little weird faces and whatever but um Anyway, the point of that is that I think because I have watched 
a handful of anime shows since uh, 2011 or so. I could appreciate a lot of the aspects of this movie that maybe other Batman, just Batman fans wouldn't have or something. Mm-hmm. Um, Way more but, the animation and stuff, because there were some yeah, good fight scenes. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things, there's a lot of cliche anime stuff that they shoved into there that didn't feel as mm-hmm. bad as it might have had I... Um, and I'm talking strictly the first half of the movie. Um I actually didn't think it was that bad the first half. Uh, oh <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of there's a lot of uh, cool yeah cool fight scenes. Um, mm-hmm. I I was able to get over the CGI stuff sort of quickly because um, I normally don't like that weird like between CGI uh-huh. and, and cartoon thing. It's like um, um, like uh, artfully done backgrounds with like some really over the top 3D characters. Yes, yeah, that was of part of what bugged me was that mm-hmm. a lot of the backgrounds were obviously hand painted or drawn, but then the all the characters were just like for example in Full Metal Alchemist, there's the character Envy who transforms into a giant lizard monster and whenever envy is a normal character they're cartoon and when they're a giant lizard monster it's this weird halfway Hmm. between cartoon cgi thing and that always bothered me like just draw it just draw it (laughs) and and uh so this whole movie was that was me just going "Uh, just draw it and there's a little bit at the very very end with catwoman in like a thrift shop or something um like after the credits are over uh where she's selling the time machine stuff or whatever to mm-hmm. like a, I don't know, some weird corner shop. And that little like 30 seconds is hand drawn animated, like a normal anime. And it looks so beautiful. <laughs> and mm. I was just like, uh-huh. it's just her walking this, out of the store and getting on her been the whole movie. Yeah, exactly. It wouldn't have bothered me as much, but uh, yeah, it was, um, um I, I kind of watched it late at night and I'll be honest, <coughs> I, I paid kind of half attention. <coughs> I caught the highlights I, uh, yeah. uh, yeah, and some of the horrible bits too. <laughs> I just, every now and then I look up and be like, oh, this thing is still happening. All right. <laughs> but yeah. I will say, I did enjoy the concepts, like the, the uh-huh. situation about how yeah. it all happens. Um, so they get thrown into feudal Japan, right? Um, mm-hmm. it's a time travel situation. Batman is in a fight with Grodd, with Gorilla Grodd, in the very beginning of the movie that in modern day Gotham City. That mm-hmm. results in all the myth, like basically all the Gotham characters, like uh, not not any like civilians though, yeah, just like <laughs> some villains and like our heroes and um, major Batman characters all get thrown into feudal Japan, and then it takes them a little bit of time to all find each other, and <laughs> like they've been there like a, you know a couple months maybe different amounts of time, yeah, yeah, different amounts of time and having to like set themselves up in this world and um acclimate and eventually uh batman and the bat family come together with like red robins yeah. in it uh nightwing and um and red hood and damian wayne's robin who has the worst hair what yeah. what happened to his hair <laughs> like he's got like uh like i don't even know it's what, what do you call that <laughs> yeah it's, as some old he's like, japanese he, hairdo yeah like yeah it's a, like he's uh balding on top now and and but like <laughs> well, he's got like spiky. a ponytail on the very top of his head 
uh, and then no hair, and then yeah, the but like the horseshoe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's so weird. It looks it was, yeah. the whole time. I'm just like Robin. What happened to you? Well, so <laughs> I think not not specifically that hairdo, but that kind of stuff is the stuff that I like the most about this movie. Is the adaptations, the translations of Batman things into feudal Japan versions of mm-hmm. them. Like I really liked how Joker had like a teeth sword guard. Yeah, um, yeah, that was and cool. Bat, like Red Hood had like a wicker basket or whatever mm-hmm. on his head. That oh, I love that too. Cool. Uh, stuff like that was, I think, the most interesting. Mm-hmm. Like it was, a, it, it had it have good concept. Um, <laughs> Even but... Death Deathstroke looked pretty badass. I thought. <laughs> yeah, I liked all that. And Two Face did too. Um, but but then <laughs> yeah penguin penguin was like accurately disgusting looking and grod yeah. <laughs> grod was just kind of cool i didn't realize grod would be such a big villain in this um yeah. the fact that he's a flash villain kind of yeah i thought that was kind of weird that they yeah, probably yeah. came up with the plot first of the time travel thing and then thought like oh who can we have mm-hmm. be the guy that does time travel Obviously, Gorilla Grodd does time travel, <laughs> the, but well, I, really? I don't when? know Since who when? else. Yeah, <laughs> who else are they gonna do? Like, what's um, a better choice? I can't think I of a Gorilla Grodd time travel situation that we've seen before. <laughs> no, I think it was just supposed to be like, who's a scientist bad guy? Oh, sure. Like, who's who's a smart engineer bad guy or something? But because uh, the Riddler is, you know, not yeah, an option. Yeah, <laughs> just been the joke. The Riddler wasn't know. in this at all, was he? I don't think we had no, the Riddler. No. Yeah. Well, we missed it. We got, we got a sumo wrestler Bane for like a minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually kind of funny. Yeah, uh, we had Poison Ivy. Um, we yeah, already said Two-Face. Two-Face, Penguin, Deathstroke, Catwoman. Was, Catwoman was kind of a hero in this, though. She was on yeah. the, the good guy's side. I mean, she was normal Catwoman switching back and forth. Yeah, yeah. To appease her own. And Harley likings. Quinn was in it a lot with the Joker. Mm-hmm. We still have yep. Harley. Um, I did really like the scene, uh, to bring it back to Red Hood, where, yeah, he's wearing that wicker basket hood, um, and he finds the Joker, or at least he thinks it's the Joker, mm-hmm. at working as a, like, he's living as a farmer, and, um, and he just, like, he's got green hair, and he kind of looks like the Joker. Red Hood just goes there, and he's like, you're the Joker, and the guy's like, no, I'm not, I promise I'm not, and then he just kills him, and it was, like, a pretty <laughs> badass scene. And then and it uh, is the Joker. And it, it was the Joker, <laughs> except he didn't really kill him because he came back. And it was, uh, yeah. I, I kind of liked that twist. I thought it was an interesting character moment for Red Hood. Um, just the fact that he would go gun down this just like farmer who claimed to be innocent. And so it was like a cool twist on for Red Hood being kind of evil for a second. But then obviously that we learned uh, like, oh, that was the Joker and. He was just so that was the most uncomfortable one. part of the whole movie for me. <laughs> really, <laughs> was I thought like, it was interesting because it, it without without any warning it switches to a like watercolor painting animation or something of mm-hmm. uh, like which I guess is cool, but I just wasn't expecting it. So I was spending the first few seconds going like, "What is happening?" Um, yeah, and yeah. then as soon as I figure out, oh, this is you know this is part of the movie, I guess. Um, it it's just a very disturbing scene. I don't know. It's like Red Hood is, you know, potentially this isn't the Joker and Harley Quinn. Like it's hard to tell mm-hmm. because we're in this new animation style. They're in new clothes. Right. Um, they're they're the same voice actors, but they're barely talking like themselves. And he's just beating them up, and they're bleeding. And he's like, it looks like he shoots the guy in the head at first yeah. and stuff like that. And like I'm sitting, like Jessica and I were watching it together, uh, and I we were both just like, 
I I don't like this at all. Like, I'm very <laughs> uncomfortable watching this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, and then Batman shows up, yeah, and he says like, you know, oh this is this is who you think they are, but they have they have no memory of being the Joker. And I'll say that later the Joker shows back up as normal him uh, with mm-hmm. Harley Quinn, and there's no reason for that middle section to have happened at all. Like because <laughs> they okay so. Batman's trying to fight the Joker because he's like ruling. He wants to rule Japan. Um, he's taken over this area of Japan, and there's they have a big fight scene on a boat, and there's a big explosion, and you think the Joker died, but he apparently escaped. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they could have then he could have just shown up at the end. Oh, surprise! I didn't actually die. They didn't have to have this little. <laughs> oh, I was a farmer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he didn't right, have right, right. to be this weird. Like that was so weird to me. I don't know. Maybe it's just a, a weird like storytelling mm-hmm. device that I'm not used to. But it was just I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of storytelling devices, I, I meant to say earlier. Yeah, like you said, it it was all about like the villains being in different regions of Japan and yeah. how they've kind of taken over the country, which is, uh, like, that's how feudal Japan was. There was a lot of clans and warfare mm-hmm. between factions and stuff. Warring and, states. Yeah, yes. yeah. And so people would have these regions. And so I thought, at first, like, I I don't know if I'm ever going to go back and watch it again, but I I did think that was a cool concept <laughs> in terms yeah. of, like, pitting everyone against each other. It'd be like, yeah, it's like, you know, the everyone's taking control of the region and the Bat family has to go and just clean the country, you know, mm-hmm. take down all the villains who are in charge. Yeah, um, and I thought it was going to be kind of like a, you know, like a Grand Theft Auto sort of scenario where, like, you got to go to each little mm-hmm. boss first, and then you make your way to the Joker, but in, they just do the Joker first, and then we never get any of the rest of those. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, they show up later, but we'll get to that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I get to it now. They do show up later <laughs> as Lord Joker comes back, right? And all the villains yes. <laughs> come together and like a Voltron robot looking thing. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say this this is the uh I've never have I laughed so hard at a Batman movie before. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's so, like when that started happening, I yeah. stopped doing whatever multitasking thing I was doing yeah. and I started <laughs> I was like <laughs> I was like, okay, Volt- made, Voltron robots got my attention now. <laughs> well yeah, I mean they're even shouting all the like Two-Face Super Hyper Robot uh, Activator, whatever, yes. like, transformation, yes. <laughs> yeah, the dialogue's horrible throughout the whole movie. It is cringeworthy at moments. Yeah, and... well, I think I I think really all of the first like half of the movie leading up to that weird, disturbing Joker Harley Farmer scene, I was totally fine with because I could I could get past the fact that this is, you know, sort of. Mm-hmm. Not so great anime writing, like like usual. Um, I'm, I mean, that's kind of stereotyping, I guess. But most animes, I feel like the translation doesn't come through perfectly. Um, but yeah, as soon as it gets past, as soon as it gets into the second half of the movie, it just goes off the rails so quickly <laughs> uh, and becomes just hilariously bad, I guess, and and just not. It's not Batman related. That's the thing is like they did a good job of like meshing Batman with anime stuff in the first half of the movie in a creative way. And then it's just suddenly like what other anime things can we throw in? <laughs> what other tropes and whatever. Right. Yeah. So yeah, the uh yeah, all the villains have their own 
Howl's Moving Castle that they uh-huh. walk around in, and then those castles all combine yeah, into one giant mecha robot with a joker head and oh it's something <laughs> it is something it's that's the train wreck that's the beautiful part of it but it's... see, but see <laughs> that's that's the thing is like the, the second half of the movies a thing will happen and you're like oh it can't possibly get more ridiculous than this and then it and does. then it does because <laughs> we get yep. that we get the villain individual robots then they combine into one giant robot, and you're thinking like, "Oh no!" Like Jessica and I were actually sitting here going, "No, no, please!" <laughs> and then, then Grodd tells them, "Hey, use my monkey army uh, to fight the giant robot." And we're like, "No, please, no!" <laughs> and all these monkeys—they say millions of them—swarm uh, mm-hmm. in. They're all wearing little samurai armor, and then. Just when you think it couldn't get weirder, they combine into a giant golden monkey yeah. <laughs> by by linking themselves somehow. Yeah. Um, Will you ever and, you ever do that? What's, what's it called? Like the barrel of monkeys thing? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I make a giant mecha monkey out of that. Monkey um, chain. And like Grodd's, or I guess it's Joker controlling it now, the, the super villain robot, he shoots like a giant rocket missile out of his stomach area or whatever and it goes like at the monkey monster and the monkeys like part to let the missile go through <laughs> their head and yeah. and jessica and i were just going no they're dead they're all monkeys that's just all monkeys they're dead <laughs> like they don't know <laughs> they can't possibly have that, like a psychic connection yeah with each they're other. like monkey nanotech <laughs> yeah they're not nanites exactly <laughs> so, and but then, they are <laughs> and then it's just, just fractals. when you think just when you think it couldn't get weirder a bunch <laughs> of bats show up and they swarm around the monkeys and create a giant cartoon Batman that punches the robot in the face. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so you, ridiculous. It's yeah, they got lucky uh, that that happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a secret formula. What, you know, next time that you that you're going up against like Godzilla, you just got to yeah. remember if you combine monkeys with bats, you make a giant Batman. I hope that happens. Can win. Great Batman versus Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> there's so there's the giant it's like that's a, a thing that's got to be a thing batman versus godzilla batman versus godzilla you think that's probably already a comic it's a song <laughs> um when they're when they are the giant batman it's like the 1939 like original batman design um mm-hmm. and he picks up i say he it's a combination it's a bunch of bats and monkeys um the bats and monkeys batman they pick up the bat family in its giant hand mm-hmm. and are like just moving it toward the joker robot so that they can drop he can drop them off yeah. there yeah, yeah and there's just a shot of joker who is with him he himself is controlling his joker robot and he uh he's like shouting like ah like he's going to attack mm-hmm. and then you see batman's face and batman's also going ah and we're just sitting here going, Batman, you're doing nothing. You're not. You're just standing there, like you're being lifted by a hand. <laughs> you're not controlling the situation at all. You don't need to be screaming. <laughs> yeah, he is at the mercy of these monkey bat hybrid. Yeah, they can do whatever they want. <laughs> who, kn- who knew they were so close? It's such a symbiotic relationship. It's like the dark heart, like weird liquid metal right. material, but, but made of bats and monkeys. 
<laughs> and then that's, the monkeys, that's a recipe. The monkeys all start like swarming off of like down the arm of the giant Batman and onto the Joker robot to destroy it. And we were thinking, like, how is this? Like, but you are the monkeys. Like, you, you can't disassemble yourself. It's it's it's, it's so hole. ridiculous to explain. If I like the whole time I'm explaining this, it sounds like I'm making everything up. But this is exactly what happens in the movie. Yeah, it is. So. Uh, my notes. I I've already kind of talked about all my notes that I had on it because okay. I didn't have much. My yeah. the main one I didn't mention was just WTF. That's how I led my notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's what you're left feeling um because yeah they defeat i can't even remember oh that was the other thing was yeah they're Do you all how they monkeys. get home uh don't they just put the machine back together i, I guess the time I machine remember. <laughs> uh there's okay so there's the monkeys attack the joker robot and they're blowing it up and then Batman and Joker are having a like samurai ninja sword fight on top of the robot, the Joker robot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and first of all, Joker should not be able to do any of this because he does not have any. Like as soon as they faced each other with swords, I was like, "This need this is over in two seconds." Like Batman has all this martial arts training, and you have no idea what you're doing. Yet, of course, you so know Joker he's just fighting. Like, I mean, he's always. Being able to hold his own in like a yeah. knife fight, you know, like he can. I guess. Yeah. But he, I don't know. He's doing a bunch of flips and somersaults and stuff that I feel like doesn't make any sense. But so he, they're fighting, and at one point, Batman breaks Joker's sword, like he palms it, and it breaks, and it flies into the air. And then they have a couple more little spats, and then mm. he knocks Joker to the ground, and you see the sword piece fling back down, and it looks like it kills the Joker. But then the camera pulls out and it's actually stabbed Batman in the chest. Ooh. But then Batman falls off of the robot and exples into bats. And it turned out turns out you were you were not He was, he was made of bats fighting, the whole time. Yeah. You were not fighting Batman. Not Ooh. the whole movie, just this whole fight. Uh-huh. <laughs> he was just made of bats. That's and, great. And Jessica Jessica, I think, just shouted, No! <laughs> like, you can't do that. <laughs> like, that's not a thing. And she, apparently this is a trope in anime where like any ninja character can just disguise themselves as like a tree or mm-hmm. you know, whatever they need to be at the time. So it's just it's so it's such lazy writing uh, I, <laughs> basically you you're being asked to suspend your disbelief yeah a little so too much. far yeah. we already yeah. have batman in this crazy world yeah. but as soon as he's made up of monkeys and bats so that's when it gets yeah. a little too far yeah a man dresses up as a bat to fight crime okay yeah, i got it sure. uh, all of all of his enemies his his biggest bad guy in this movie is a talking gorilla. Okay, okay. the talking gorilla has an army of monkeys. Okay. That makes okay. sense. The the monkeys all combine into a giant monkey. Nope. The bats change the giant nope, that's monkey into me. a giant Batman. <laughs> it's, the it's giant Batman now. punches the robot. Yeah, it just uh... <laughs> Batman Ninja. So I would say I recommend the first half of Batman Ninja. <laughs> And by recommend, I mean it's fine. Oh, I, I'd say it's a must-watch for any like major <laughs> yeah. Batman fan. If okay. you if you like Batman, you have to watch this just so that when people say, "Hey, did you see that Batman Ninja anime that exists?" you can say, "Yeah, I did." And you, <laughs> you can you can tell them how hilarious it is. Yes, <laughs> now, so, it's, it's crucial. 
Yeah, I, I guess I would I would definitely agree that objectively this is a very bad movie, mm-hmm. but also it's pretty great because it's so it's so funny. I don't know. Like, um, I was, I'm glad I was it exists. So I am glad it exists. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean it's one of those like it, it, it won't it exist doesn't... in my collection. <laughs> no, I will not ever watch it. I rented this again, it. Probably. I rented it on um oh what's the yeah. what's it like Voodoo or whatever? Voodoo. Voodoo. The, yeah. yeah, that that website for like a dollar and 9 cents. That's all it costs wow. for me to, That's to stream it and rent it. And Perhaps I feel like Voodoo I got my like dollar and 9 cents out of it, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think mine was a similar price at the the local video rental store that still exists in this town oh wow um, mine just got turned into a coffee and cocktail bar with <laughs> yeah, i think no the one here is like that. one of three left in the country or something wow um, blockbuster you still have a blockbuster no it's it's a locally owned uh wow. place video because horizons. there are about three blockbusters left in the country yeah <laughs> did you see that on john oliver i think so yeah yeah he's been like, like just... helping the one out, out in alaska he like gave all the, the auctioned um Russell Crowe gear, oh. <laughs> you know. I don't. I don't know if there was anything for Man of Steel in there, but he definitely like the big thing was the jock strap from Cinderella Man. Right. Okay. Yeah. The, yeah. That was like the highest bidding thing. Or yeah. And John Oliver got it, and he sent that and a couple of other things to a blockbuster in Alaska, so they have it all on display now, <laughs> <laughs> so that people will still come in. And then Russell Crowe ended it. up opening a koala chlamydia ward for John uh, in John Oliver's name in Australia. So it That's it all comes something. around. It's a fascinating uh, <laughs> to koala chlamydia. John Oliver's doing twister. some great work right now. He's doing great work. <laughs> well, anyway. Batman Ninja. That's all I had to say <laughs> I, about Batman yeah, Ninja. I think uh, it's it's something like it, it's. There's nothing about Batman Ninja that is to, is like close to my heart enough for me to be upset that they like you did it wrong. You mm-hmm. like Batman Batman anime is supposed to be like this cuz like when you you know not to keep bagging on Batman Super Batman versus Superman forever um but um you know there's various aspects of that that people dislike because they feel like the, it could have been done better like oh that's sure. not my Batman that's not my Superman whatever uh Batman Ninja is a completely original new <laughs> thing mm-hmm. and there's no there's no hey, it's supposed to be like this. Like it's the only thing so far. So <laughs> it, there's not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's it didn't a, there's surprise a couple me. of. Yeah. I wanted it to be better. Yeah, there's but... a couple of those. Um, what's that Batman animated movie? It was like the third or fourth one they came out with after the DCAU, where it's like Gotham Knight, maybe, where it has mm-hmm. a bunch of oh yeah different that little was, anime it was stories. Set in the Nolan, the Nolan universe. Oh. What, which one am I thinking of? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was like the five shorts, like Deadshot yeah. was in one of them, Killer Croc. Okay, yeah. Those were supposed to be set in the Dark Knight oh. universe. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Because some of them are anime-ish, mm-hmm. and I think that that's obviously a, an example of one that's done better than this, but right. not the not in the sense of Batman is in feudal Japan. <laughs> like, there's no, no, no. version of that. I'd say it's done better because they got Kevin Conroy on all of them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's always, you know, <laughs> yeah. step up. But um the uh I, I did I thought it was cool that Batman Ninja used the entire Bat family. Um it, like Bat all Girl the Robins. Or Batwoman. Yeah, there's no female. Yeah, bats. there were no females. <laughs> that's true. But it at least had all the Robins, you know, yeah. Grayson, <laughs> Tim Drake, Damian Wayne, mm-hmm. Jason Todd. It was cool to see all of them together because they're very rarely like yeah. Tim Drake especially has been 
kind of not like written out of animated stuff. Um, but he, mm-hmm. even in the comics, he was like kind of the new 52 just was weird for Tim Drake. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my wife is up to speed on the DCAU stuff. So she knows Dick Grayson and Tim Drake. But when, you know, they're, he, Batman's watching a little video with Catwoman of what happened when the time machine went off in the beginning of the movie and stuff. And and she, and Batman's like, yeah, Nightwing was there and Red Hood and Red Robin and Robin. And it's like listing those out like that just sounds stupid. <laughs> like, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. And Blue Robin and Green Robin. <laughs> yeah, and Robin, Robin the second and Robin Jr. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know. I was like, I had to explain to Jessica real quick, like who, just very briefly, like, yeah, there's, the there's order a bunch of, of them. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, there's no Batgirl. There's no... Oh, and Robin, or Damien Robin had, of course, had to have a like, kooky little monkey sidekick who also apparently was in love with oh, a kooky yeah. little girl monkey that showed up for two seconds of the movie. <laughs> That's <and> right. <laughs> so I kind of liked that because Damien, Damien's character in the comics, like in Batman Usually Incorporated with Grant Morrison created him and stuff. Damien Wayne has always been an animal person. He's always oh, like okay. flocked to, you know, like, so it made sense that he had a little pet monkey because he's had, he saved a cow. Um, in one story that he named oh. Bat Cow, and he kept Bat oh, right. Cow okay, in the Bat okay. Cave. Um, <laughs> he's had a couple of other pets here and there too. But yeah, yeah, but he's he way more, way too happy. Point. Oh, we didn't mention how uh, there was a cat named Alfred. I think he had a cat named Alfred, and oh. and like when Damian Wayne becomes Batman in like Batman number six 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 and the future sort of thing. I'm pretty mm. sure he had a cat in that, but I could be wrong. <laughs> he had a cat. Somewhere. Um. We didn't mention how Will Friedel is the voice of Red Robin in this uh, Terry mm-hmm. McGinnis voice, um, which I didn't realize or I hadn't looked it up or whatever or didn't remember because when it happened, when he said some stuff, I was like, oh, this is this is Batman <laughs> talking. Yeah. Uh, and he's the most like recognizable voice in the whole movie uh, other than Tara Strong, I guess. But uh, so I was like kind of taken out of it anytime he said something because uh-huh. I was like oh this is just Terry McGinnis <laughs> this is not like, what, I, I noticed that too weird yeah I noticed dialogue. his yeah. voice and Tara's yeah. yeah well Catwoman is uh, uh, I think Grey Griffin is her name I might have gotten that wrong she's the um, voice of Vicky on uh, uh, Fairly Odd Parents <laughs> oh wow so <laughs> I recognized her voice too nice um, yeah uh well that's that movie <laughs> i liked how alfred had a little ponytail yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> little, little man bun <laughs> yeah, they're like just the excuse of like yeah uh, alfred was in the batmobile so that's why he's here mm-hmm. <laughs> and also the batmobile has inside the batmobile there's a bat wing and inside the bat wing there's a bat cycle and inside the bat cycle there's a like mecha batman armor <laughs> so and then once those all get destroyed there's a little moment batman has like where he's just talking to himself anime style and he's like keeps opening and closing his hand and looking really dramatic and he's mm-hmm. like what is batman without his technology and i'm like oh, yeah, very I many other things yes. <laughs> very many things that you are without the batmobile <laughs> it seems like he's bats he's just made of bats <laughs> yeah i can tell you right now you're made of bats and monkeys buddy <laughs> well look inside ourselves yeah all right moving to the comic relief yeah let's let's, let's get oh, let's be done let's with get this. rid of batman ninja oh my god 
Um, so we read who, yeah. the same things, didn't we? Okay. Yeah, we can talk about the same stuff. DC Nation number zero and Justice League no Justice number one. Correct. I so, haven't read No Justice number two yet. I know it just came out. But yeah, I haven't gotten it. It's cool. in the mail. I'm having we'll, to do we'll mail number versions one. now. No comic store for this guy anymore. Yeah. Well, um, let's start with DC Nation number zero. Yeah. So, so, but uh, that's made of three different stories. Yeah, one of them being a lead-in to No Justice. Yes. Actually, it's not a lead-in. It kind of takes place like after sequel, the events yeah. of issue number one. It's, <laughs> it's like to get your it, whistle wet. <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> it throws us in the middle of the action, and then mm-hmm. the actual series kind of backs us up a little bit. So yeah, um, so yeah, I, actually, my favorite part of that. DC Nation thing was the Tom King Batman story, yeah, the Joker thing. That Joker one was I, awesome. I really liked it. Yeah, that was probably like I was smiling while reading it. And that doesn't often because happen. It's the Joker. Um, yeah, well, I just really like like I really like who uh, the artist um, is the same one that's been on the recent mm-hmm. Batman stuff. I can't remember his name. I'm sorry. It's um, um, Clay Man is the artist's name. I have okay. the book in front of me. But he, uh, the Joker looks really like disturbing in it like rightfully so mm-hmm. um and yeah the whole story is he's in a a guy's uh house um waiting for an invitation to show up to batman's wedding uh, mm-hmm. but it's just a random gotham resident like he he should not be getting an invitation to batman's <laughs> wedding and he protests that many times that why would yeah. it, why me why would i why would i be invited why would your invitation come here um and it's like every page yeah. turn is like a few minutes later. Yeah. And so it's like the guy's it really, getting more and more upset. Yeah. 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 It keeps upping the stakes. He pulls a gun out of the Joker at one point. It doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And he keeps yeah, the bang gun. You know, he keeps yeah. asking, like, don't kill me. You know, I, I don't want to die, Joker. And Joker's like, yeah. it's okay. I'm not going to kill you. I only kill people when I'm upset. And as long yeah. as I get the letter, <laughs> I'm not going to be upset. Yeah. Yeah, and, we should and, not spoil yeah. what happens we shouldn't? because okay. I think I think it's worth reading, and it's a twenty-five it cent comic if you can find it. It is, so. and on Comixology, it's a free download. You can download it for oh, wow. free, okay. yeah, and read the whole thing for free. Um, but yeah. the print issue is only twenty-five cents, and a lot of stores still have copies of it. So yeah, it's worth going out to get one. Um, especially <laughs> we, if you're we, interested uh, in getting into new DC oh, stuff, yeah. because it does mm-hmm. it sets up um the Batman. Marriage, which uh, is going to happen in number 50 of his run. That's coming out pretty soon. Number 46 came out not too long ago. So it's it's next month is yeah, the big number 50 issue. You don't have to... Like, I'm behind on that by a few issues. So you don't have to know what exactly what's happening to, mm-hmm. to get the Joker story. You just have to know Batman and Catwoman are about to get married. Exactly. Um, yeah, there's a... not missing anything, yeah. And it also sets up, uh, we'll talk about this in more detail in a second, but like we said, the No Justice storyline, it's a four-part, uh, it's a weekly series, and it's already halfway over, so there's only two more right. issues coming out of that um, through the, the rest of the month, um, or into early June. But it um, it's just a big cosmic epic, uh, we'll, we'll get into that in a second, but then the last yeah. story is by Brian Michael Bendis, who just recently came from Marvel to DC, and he's about to do a six-issue a uh, limited series called The Man of Steel. So it's a mm-hmm. Superman spinoff. He's not taking over any of the main titles. It's just a, a new limited book. So mm-hmm. he's got the first part in here um, that sets up that new run. So if you're trying to get into any of those, this uh, yeah. destination number zero is a great place to start. So you want to talk a little bit more about the the Brian Michael Bendis Superman story? Um, I mean, I don't have much to say because I'm... <sighs> I don't know why Lois Lane is not there. Like, I'm not up to speed yeah, on... me neither. It seems I like... I think 
they were happily married in yeah. the other series. I well, don't so know where it, she went. I'm probably wrong, but as far as I understand it, so we had the New 52 universe, Superman and Lois Lane, and then we also had the origin, the the Infinite Crisis era <laughs> or sure. whatever. Free uh, mm-hmm. uh, Flashpoint. Yeah, uh, Superman and Lois Lane. And they... Uh, they they both ended up in the new 52 like they're mm-hmm. in the same universe with each other then that superman died did that lois lane also die the new 52 she lois lane got like absorbed into the other lois okay. or something like that i didn't read that <clears throat> series she's also in mr mixias put licks like weird fifth dimension castle thing whenever <laughs> they find Superman there in Superman Reborn. Do you know what oh, I'm talking yeah. about? No, I didn't read that <laughs> there's either. So many, there's so many things. Just because it was books. so crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so I feel like maybe that, maybe that office was that Lois Lane's office. But if I'm, but I could be wrong. It could be that the original Lois Lane also got a job at the Daily Planet, but then left for a different newspaper. It might be that. I don't I don't know. I don't know either. And like <laughs> it's it's also kinda uncertain whether or not Jonathan Kent's Superboy is gonna stick around. Um mm. there are rumors that DC's setting up another crisis event that right. will take away um the marriages that they're setting up between Superman and Lois, um how they've <laughs> been recently. They're they're married again with a kid, and then Batman and Catwoman's marriage yeah. is happening pretty soon. So the rumors suggest DC is gonna get rid of those as fast as they came back. So <laughs> yeah, well, we'll when Spider Man and Mary Jane got married, I know that was the thing where like mm-hmm. people couldn't relate to Peter Parker as much. So then they re- retconned it where sure. it's gone. But uh, just just stick to your guns. I hate that people change stuff so much. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's interesting that you got like DC's major heroes and like mm-hmm. now they're their fathers and they're married and yeah, stuff. Yeah. It's a, it's a totally new um, era for them. And it's, there's a lot of still some great storytelling possibility there. So yeah. um, I did think it was cool. <clears throat> like the Bendis book starts off as Superman, like breaking up this um, like just, I don't know. These people have like found a stash of LexCorp weapons, and mm-hmm. they're all wearing like Lex Luthor's classic green and purple suit. Yeah, yeah. And so Superman just goes in there and like, he's, like finding a bunch of those, and <laughs> which is, I guess, essentially like DC's answer to like the Iron Man suit. Like it's basically like mm-hmm. if found a bunch of Tony Stark Iron Man prototypes yeah. or something like that's Lex Luthor in this world is kind of has that role. Like he created right. that similar suit. He's selling weapons to people. Mm-hmm. Um, Perry White. Perry White was in it a lot, and yeah, I thought he was, he was written like really the well. Main character. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed his dialogue. Um, that's something Bendis is known for: is writing real, like very realistic sounding dialogue. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's it's too much, and it's like not even like like he needs a good editor to to cut it down yeah. you know he'll write more dialogue than needed but i thought it was yeah cuz he had some stuff where like perry's talking and then superman's thoughts like overlap mm-hmm. and he's being interrupted and stuff like that yeah yeah which is a cool effect um yeah. and then there's a new character um named Robinson Good who is a she is a new reporter coming to the daily planet and at first i was when i was reading i was like oh that's cool he's introducing new characters to the daily planet like arena and like that's this could be a character we see in live action and animation mm-hmm. or something like a new daily plant person like up there with cat grant and uh yeah people like that but then 
by the the final page we kind of realize she's oh, probably going to be the guy, villain yeah. yeah she's might be taking over like a hostile takeover of the daily planner or something it says she comes from the star city <laughs> sentinel but there was nightwing and red hood and red robin and robin and <laughs> robinson good and robinson good <laughs> that's her name yeah yeah <laughs> um yeah, she'll probably figure out Superman's Clark Kent. I bet that's going to be a thing because she, she yeah. seems pretty attentive on that. He yeah, I mean, she already like away. she goes up on the roof and oh, Clark, I thought you were. Up, they say you come up here to think or whatever, mm-hmm. and then he's gone, and Superman's flying through the sky. Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting start. Um, I might. I don't know if I'm going to buy the Bendis series yet. Honestly, like. It kind of turned me off when DC was running these ads in all their books. So it was like yeah. a double page ad that said Bendis is coming, and big yeah, letters. it's like this, like as if that's their like, oh, finally we'll have good stories or something. Like. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> it's it, it was a sort of like uh, thing that they did in the seventies when Jack Kirby came to DC from Marvel. Oh. They they ran similar ads that said the King is coming, you oh. know, and so. That's exactly what this is, um, and it's like a homage to that. And I don't mm. think Bendis quite deserves that. <laughs> yeah, like he—I mean, he's a very like well-regarded writer mm-hmm. who's up there with uh, Jeff Johns. Like he's written some uh, amazing stuff for Marvel. He's created classic characters that are going to stick around Marvel for years, like Jessica Jones and Miles Morales as Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, so Bendis has earned his spot as a comic book legend for sure. But he's no Jack Kirby, it, like. It's, I don't know, you can't run those double pages yeah, like yeah. that. That kind of turned me off. I was just like, I'm not into it anymore. Yeah. But I might read it as a trade. I haven't decided yet. But. That reminds me that this uh, there's this kid that I taught in the marching band here uh, a couple of years ago, and he works at the Fred Meyer here now. And so I went in there uh, for, I can't even remember what, but I was leaving, and he... In his, like, reflective vest, like, I work here clothing, you know, he's riding around on one of the electronic uh, carts, and he just, I I didn't see him coming, he just rides up right behind me and, hello, James, how are you, sir? (laughs) I'm like, oh, hey, he's like, yeah, we were just talking about Mile Morales, and I said, okay, he's like, do you like Spider-Man? Yeah, I guess. And then he just rode away. <laughs> so, like, this is... Uh, I don't have a Fred Meyer in North Carolina. It sounds like a weird, futuristic, <laughs> dystopian world that you live in. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, some weird alien with another alien in his stomach. Who flies he rides on segways and wears reflective special clothing. <laughs> your, yeah, wearing his reflective jacket. Have you heard of Mile Morales? <laughs> It's like a weird, anyway, <laughs> like a like a Modoc kind of character, <laughs> or like a crane. That's how I'm imagining it. That's so weird. <laughs> well, okay. Um, yeah. Well, I was gonna say real quick. The, <clears throat> I don't know if DC has a lot of faith in Brian Bendis either, because well, they you would think so by running those ads, mm-hmm. but they have a policy now with his books that are um, shops are able to return them back to DC if they don't sell well. So oh. they're like, they're asked to like order more copies, you know, um, it's an incentive to get more copies for the store, but there is a buyback thing in place. <laughs> <laughs> they can sell them back to DC. So we'll see. Hopefully, uh, you know, let us know, comment if you've read the man of steel, I'm yeah. interested to, to hear 
people's takes on that because I'm not that in, interested. So let's talk really quick about No Justice. Um, okay. So the, that's my the, favorite one. I don't know if we can talk about. Yeah, it yeah. Quick. Well, okay, yeah. Um, we'll try to keep it quick. You want to kind of talk be. about Destination Zero and Issue Number One, kind of back to back. Like we said, number zero kind of sure. just throws us into the, yeah. the action. <clears throat> yeah, it just starts off with there's uh, like four different teams of superheroes and supervillains. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is and... Entropy, Wonder, yeah. Mystery, and uh, what's the last one? Something. Yeah, hold on. I got it here. Wisdom. <laughs> 12th level intellects um, yep <laughs> which is mentioned in this comic it uh, is yeah yeah that's always fun the flash he says a line it's no use yeah. their technology is designed by 12th level intellects <laughs> that's us um he's talking about yeah, kolu was... Col- the the planet kolu he's talking about ted kendrick and james Stewart. <laughs> yeah that too yeah but um, the brainiac yeah, so they're yeah they're on brainiac's planet and they're just fighting mm-hmm. unseen giant Something's the um, Omega Titans is what they're called. Yeah, but you haven't seen them yet in this. When we're talking about DC Nation, the this right, right. Um, yeah, they're not seen at all in this chapter. No, they're they're on the very last page. Right. Yeah, and I so like as all you know is that they're teaming up and they're fighting and like so there's you know weird team ups that even they are saying are weird like they don't understand how they got like this like there's mm-hmm. there's one that's like Starro and Sinestro with I love that like uh with <laughs> Superman uh, and Martian Manhunter and Starfire yeah, yeah. yeah that was really cool uh and Starro's uh, hilarious he's had some yeah <laughs> he's just laughing the whole time he's... yeah in metal too or yeah um, yeah 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 it's funny I like and, that he's uh, in there but they all have like weird circle lights on their costumes, which you find mm-hmm. out in the next issue is like a Brainiac symbol on everybody that's yeah. done in a very creative they're, way. They're little nodes is what yeah. they're called. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, the you don't know really much what's going on except that they're fighting. Like, you don't know how they got there or why they're teamed up or anything. You just know mm-hmm. that they're fighting these like celestials, essentially. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and then, yeah, at the end of the book, Supergirl's on Earth talking to, is it Steel that she's talking to? She's talking to Green Arrow, which oh, I thought was right. a cool that's sort right. of pairing because of their relationship on JLU. Like Green yeah, Arrow yeah. and Supergirl kind of had like a, not like a father-daughter relationship, but like he like was kind of, yeah. yeah, he was like looking after her kind of, because they <clears> yeah. worked together in the first episode and then kind of hung out. So and, it was uh, fun to see. Yeah, them she talk. flies up to the atmosphere and like, oh, I just want to make sure that we're doing okay. And then like all four of the giant mm-hmm. source wall monsters are just hello. <laughs> and like, yeah, that's the end of the comic. Yeah. They're very much like Galactus of the Fantastic Four. Like yeah. these are just these giant, like uh they're older than the old gods. These are beings right. that come from beyond the universe. Um, because the whole concept, and we we learned this at the end of Metal, is that to stop the dark universe, there was a hole punctured in the source right. wall. And now it's been compared to like, um, you know, where like a fishbowl that's been turned over and everything's just like spilling in. Like it's just where yeah, poured the floodgates are open. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Uh, so who knows what, where these guys that came we're from? The, but... I think they say like we're the guppies, and there's sharks everywhere now and stuff yep. like that. Yeah, exactly. the analogies are strong. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> the is. we we find out that it's Brainiac has come to Earth because he's actually scared of these. 
big things <laughs> that are mm-hmm. going to destroy everything. And he's like, Rightfully I don't have so. any time to convince you to do this. I'm just going to knock you all out and take yeah. you onto my ship. And I thought that was really cool because it's like he could apparently he could have done this any time. Like any <laughs> any of the times he's come to uh-huh. Earth before. <laughs> oh, we do get one panel where Brainiac looks like his DCAU. Yeah, I noticed version, that too. That was fun. Cool. Yeah, yeah. He's just like <laughs> it's kind of been established now that Brainiac has a bunch of different looks that he's had yeah. over the years, and that he still has them somewhere yeah. he can use. <laughs> so yeah, he he's like does that. He takes down all these. Uh, he takes down the Justice League, the Suicide Squad, the Titans, the Teen Titans. Yeah, and um, there's a couple of other villains who show up. The too, Red but... Robin, the Robin, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, Titans, Teen Titans, uh, young the Titans, young adult the... Titans, and now yeah. we have the Omega Titans that they're fighting. <laughs> all the Titans. Remember, remember those Titans. So. The Justice Titans. Yeah. yeah. Remember that. Yeah, we are the Clash of, Clash of the Titans. Yeah. Yes. Um, but there's some really cool teams, like people working together here that we wouldn't have expected. Like uh, Team Entropy has a Lobo and Deathstroke and Lex Luthor and Beast Boy with Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Team Wonder has like Zatanna and Doctor Fate and Raven, mm-hmm. and that's what's pretty cool. Just those one, of... that was the one that made the most sense to to combine those characters. They're like in, a they're... Justice League dark in a way. Yeah, but they're all like they're wondrous. They're magic. Mm-hmm. They're... They are. Yeah. Doctor Fate's got a cool looking new costume going mm-hmm. on too. It, it's kind of inspired, I think, by his Earth Two look that was in the Earth Two book. Mm-hmm. And they the they mentioned that Doctor Fate is the most powerful sorcerer in the multiverse, not the mm-hmm. universe, which essentially means that he, there's one Doctor Fate, which I think has been toyed with before. Uh, that's not accurate, though. There are like we've seen the multiversity and stuff. Okay. There are multiple other Doctor Fates. Mm-hmm. Okay, because yeah. I know that there was that weird like sort of crisisy thing in the DCAU comics that we've recently discovered, mm-hmm. and all the annuals uh, yeah, where there's fate one Doctor Fate. Mm-hmm. And he's going through all sorts of different times and universes, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Well, was he? I don't think it was intended to be different universes at the time. No, but it is <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> From yeah. our our read of it, yeah, yeah. But, um, but yeah, there's a lot of really cool characters in this uh, that are mashed together that we wouldn't think it worked. I'm a big fan of Etrigan. I, I've always have yeah. been, but um, Scott Snyder's writing some great <laughs> rhyming dialogue for him. Here. yeah like that's, uh who, that's who's great. uh who's talking to him there's another like demon oh there's a raven i can't I, remember. It yeah it might have been oh yeah and he's calls her like daughter of hell or something yeah like yeah that. but there's some character it might have been raven but there's someone that was talking to him uh yeah that was. was i feel like is a character that would get really annoyed really fast with him doing all his rhymes and stuff <laughs> <laughs> or he's just like uh-huh yeah he's i can't remember any of them but he's saying you know everything in a rhyme and i feel like that character would just spout back like can you just shut the fuck up <laughs> like why do you have to talk like this right <laughs> but, yeah uh, that happens <laughs> yeah um, but yeah brainiac shows up and says like hey you gotta you have to all get into these teams because it's the only way to beat these galactusy guys um it's a lot like gonna... infinity war how he's yeah. like i've seen all the possibilities this is the only right. one that works <laughs> yeah and uh but he's it's something about the what are they called uh, the omega titans mm-hmm. yeah yeah the teen titans the titans <laughs> um the omega titans are the big celestial guys and they're uh each one of them represents like a different not like a uh like it's the an element sins, of life but it's is what they say what, an element what, of of yeah, what they think mm-hmm. life thrives on 
Yeah. You know? And, and so uh, they're like, it's almost like a competition to see which one actually wins. Is, or yeah, yeah. 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 Like, so if, if entropy ends up being like the thing that everybody does, then all the other, every, all the other planets uh, or whatever, they just eat them. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you, you don't get to have these. And so that's what they're trying to prevent. Yeah. And, uh, they're trying to save the universe. Yeah, yeah. And there's only one of them is on, yeah, Kolu, Brainiac's planet. Already. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he, and that's what he reveals Brainiac. at the last second that he is kind of double crossing them because he's like, hey, I put a <clears throat> little beacon on Earth. So if you fail to save my planet, they're just going to go to your planet immediately. So you better do it or else it's right. Not gonna... And as we saw in DC nation number zero, they are, they do come yeah. to earth. Also. So they them, must, so. Yeah. So they must not have done so hot. <laughs> well, remember, I mean, the spoilers here for issue number one, definitely read it if you don't want to be spoiled, mm-hmm. but it's, you know, shit kind of hits the fan because yeah, Brainiac gathers everybody and gets them in this room. But All while right. this is going on, Amanda Waller is back on Earth and she's hacked into Brainiac's systems. And right as Brainiac's trying to tell him the plan, he's like, this is what you got to <laughs> yeah. do. You know, Listen to me very carefully exactly yeah. what I'm about to say. Right? And he starts getting this <laughs> headache and he's like, oh, you know, I can't think clearly. And then his head just explodes. Explodes, yeah. <laughs> Amanda Waller's hacked him and taken all his data, you know? And it's that's amazing. It's like that's the last yeah. page. It's just like, oh shit! Now how are they going to beat him <laughs> yeah, when we don't know that? his yeah. plan? Yeah, yeah. It, I think like the last line is like, we're fragged or something. Yeah, from <laughs> yeah, Lobos. That's exactly it. Yeah, I loved it. I was like, yeah, I didn't know how they were gonna. Yeah. I, I was almost expecting them because the last time Brainiac was a big deal was during the Convergence miniseries, right. and that like he was kind of the big bad guy there, and I was hoping they weren't gonna reference that in this and they didn't so that made me happy yeah <laughs> and um and it did like how they ended it with brainiac just blowing his head <laughs> brainiac off. last it's... time we saw you you're up, 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 uh, i got something to tell you <laughs> right yeah no I, <laughs> they, uh... they can skip that but yeah they, no, they hack brainiac's mind um through the use mm-hmm. of all these telepaths that the u.s yeah. government have they're they're like chained together to like which like one weird... of them is morgan edge i think um so i've got the page open no, I think it's supposed to be, um, oh man, I'm uh, mind blinking. It's because in the, the guy from just... jail, Max Maxwell Lord. It's oh, Maxwell that's what I'm Lord. thinking. That's what I meant. Yeah. yeah. Cause in jail versus suicide squad, mm-hmm. he gets like telepathic powers by the end of it. Well, he, um, and he had telepathic powers. Um, they were revealed. They were like kind of active at the end of JLI back in the nineties. Oh, shows um, how much I know. And then during Infinite Crisis, Maxwell Lord was the um, the leader of Checkmate, and he was kind of in charge of the OMAC project. And um, he mind controls Superman to the point where Superman nearly beats Batman to a pulp. This happened oh. around, like, it was OMAC Project 3 and 4. There was a little Superman, like... Uh, it got expanded on in the Superman books, but it took place in between issues three and four of the OMAC project. And he just like zero, like he mind controls Superman to just beat the shit out of Batman. And he nearly kills him um, mm-hmm. until Wonder Woman has to lasso Maxwell Lord uh, in the lasso of truth and compels him to tell her how to stop Superman. And the only way Maxwell Lord's like, you have to kill me. That's the only way you can stop oh. Superman. <laughs> and so she does. She snaps Maxwell Lord's neck and it's recorded on, on uh like a security camera and then broadcast in like Times Square and mm. all over the world. People all over the world see Wonder Woman snap his neck. And um so then she's put on trial and she goes to jail. It's like a whole thing. This thing lasts for a year or two and the 
in real life, like comic book publishing during that era. So it was a big deal that Wonder Woman killed Maxwell Lord, but he came back. He's alive in the new 52. He's all good again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he well, came like back in Blackest Night uh, as a zombie, too. I like how that kind of stuff happens in comics pretty regularly. Something like big and, and like, oh no. If they do that in a movie, they're like, That's, you can't do that. Superman can't snap Zod's neck. Mm-hmm. That's against the rules. <laughs> there were a couple of other cool telepaths in the background there, too. Yeah. Like um, Jim, son of Saturn, mm-hmm. and um, Hector Hammond, and even Brainwave Jr. Who yeah, was, and there was a. Uh, from Infinity s- Inc. Uh, what's his name? Is it just Psy or something? Scion? Or what's his name? He's in Young Justice. He's got the white skin and like a brain. Oh, his... yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Simon, Simon, Simon or something. Simon, yeah. Yeah, yeah. With P.S. Simon. Yeah, there's a, a few. Oh, and Minto. But... Minto from the oh. Doom Patrol. He's a classic. Okay. Yeah. I believe you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a really cool issue. Um, there's a sh- there's a panel. I almost said shot because th- that's me. Um, Filmmaker. There's a panel where uh, they first get to Kolu and there's the giant uh, wisdom, I think it is, is standing above the, the city. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And then you see the sh- the shot of the, all of the heroes and villains like looking up at him, uh, like yeah, through the yeah. window in Brainiac's ship, and you just see everybody standing in that room together, and that was a really cool. Uh, it was panel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the just whole to see everybody page. Yeah. There's like eight you or nine all together. Double splash pages here. Like there's yeah. there's a lot. Like this is a book. Uh, Francis Manipole's the artist mm-hmm. on this, yep. and he's always. Him. He's one of the DC's best right now. Yeah. Um, they have hi-fi coloring this book. So usually I think he does his own coloring. I could be wrong there. So mm. it's not him coloring it, but the coloring is still great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's a book that I would recommend reading in print because it is so epic. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to lose a little bit of that scale if you read it digitally, but it's still going to be just as good of a read, you know? Yeah, like Superman swoops in to punch Brainiac, and it's like an entire page and a third of the next page is him right. punching a Brainiac. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of amazing artwork here. Um, he's yeah, he does an incredible job. Even the opening page, I really liked. We, we kind of are zoomed out in the universe, and then we gradually see the Green Lanterns start to appear. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and they're approaching the Source Wall and. It's um yeah, and then you see the big hole yeah. in the source wall. That's Guy cool. Gardner's like, we broke the damn universe, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I had a lot of fun reading everybody's voices um, as their cartoon voices nice. in this one because almost every character has been voiced by somebody on one of the cartoons. Like either yeah, like Justice reading Nathan or... Nathan Fillion. Yeah, is well, Hal yeah. and mm-hmm. yeah, uh, or Phil... yeah, all the Teen Titans and all the Justice League members. Like Damien and Guy Gardner are like the only <laughs> characters that. I didn't know how to say their voices in my head. And Damien's had, I guess he's had the, yeah, but I haven't seen those enough to remember what he sounds like. Yeah. I've had Um, a, uh, a weird voice for Guy Gardner in my head for a while. He's like, um, uh, like, I don't know. I'll have to think about how I'd, I would, (laughs) Explain I guess that. I don't know how Starro talks because in Batman Beyond he's just like a blah, 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 I'm a starfish. That's, <laughs> that's all he says. That's how I'm hearing it. Starro's, Starro's hilarious. Every line of his is just blah, 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 just turkey <laughs> noises. Yeah, I like seeing all the uh, the Earth Green Lanterns appear there, and, and Kyle's mm-hmm. back in his '90s suit. Yeah, it's pretty do cool. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. You still got um, Simon Baz and Jessica Cruz are there in the background mm-hmm. for a second, so everybody's there at the Source Wall. Yeah, John Stewart. John Stewart's John front and Stewart. center. 
Huh? He's he's like a big deal. He, he had yeah. a lot of dialogue on the opening page, and I think that's because Scott Snyder's setting him up right. to be in the Justice League book that he that's going to spin out of this. Yeah, he'll probably join in at some point because I was kind of surprised that he wasn't part of the like team ups that were happening. But I guess he wasn't on Earth, so right, right. Yeah, he's he's over the source wall. Is he gonna isn't he gonna be like ultraviolet lantern or something like that? Yeah, yeah. They're introducing the invisible color spectrum to um <laughs> to the Justice League book. And they're also in a really similar idea, they're introducing the still force, which is the opposite of the speed force. It's oh, um no. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so all these are new Scott Snyder <laughs> concepts he's bringing to the a... the new Justice League number one book that launches later in the summer. <laughs> All right, the stand. What can you do? <laughs> I can stand forever. Oh, well, you know he's got the villain, helpful. the turtle. The turtle like makes yeah, everything slow. Yeah. Slow everything down. Yeah. yeah. Oh, maybe he's connected to that. Maybe. Yeah, it's part of the story. I mean, force. I guess it, as long as it's that it slows things down, not it just makes things stop. Then that would make sense. Because if mm-hmm. it's just I can do nothing forever. <laughs> That's the great power you got there. <laughs> That's, I um, love doing nothing forever. That's great. <laughs> yeah, it sounds That's pretty fun. good. We're sort of doing that right now. Um, <laughs> Well, are we done talking about this? I think yeah, that that's... more or less. I am. Um, I'm really happy to see Martian Manhunter get a lot yeah. of. He actually was like had a, a lot of dialogue here. Uh, oh yeah, Luthor issue. talking to him about like, uh, hey, you've not been around for a while, and then mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, if you go in my brain again, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> burn yeah. you alive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really like. Uh, you were talking about Manipool. Is you introduced me to him with the Flash New Fifty Two. Yeah, yeah. Run. Um, and I've been jealous of him ever since because he has a very creative way of shaping panels and also like drawing action outside of panels mm-hmm. and creatively working in the titles of issues into like real objects that are in the scene. Right, and stuff like right. That. It's just That's, like, he's very inspired by Will Eisner in that mm-hmm. way, I would say. Like he... And he's admitted that I've, I've read an interview from Manipole. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and so it's like Will Eisner did the Spirit and stuff like that, and that's like a cl- yeah. classic comic. But at, he's also like among the artists. Like there's him, Jim Lee, uh, and then like Kirby and Bruce Tim and those guys that are like you immediately recognize that that's them. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas a lot of modern comic artists are like. I can't tell them one from the other because they all draw relatively the same muscular structure and stuff yeah, like that. And, yeah. And the same kind of shading and whatever. But this is all That's very valid. unique and I like it a lot. Yeah. I think my first <laughs> exposure to Manapol was um it was before Flashpoint. He did a Superboy book with Jeff Johns, um, the mm. Connor Kent version. And that was really good. And then he uh drew the covers for the Red Robin series that mm. was basically like right after Batman R.I.P. And so Manipole, I, I don't think he did interiors on that Red Robin book, but he did all the covers and they were really cool. So, okay. Yeah. He's been doing good work. Flash new 52. Um, he did the Trinity book during rebirth. Um, now mm-hmm. he's here on no justice doing awesome stuff. Yeah. I, I look, I'm glad that it's kind of, I hope that he continues to be on the Scott Snyder, um, Justice League I, He's not, though. He, uh, I think they got another artist. Oh, it's Lee Weeks. That would be, Weeks. like, the best combo. I think that Lee Weeks. Um, it's the guy who was drawing the um, the Wonder Woman Rebirth comic. Okay. The, the, not this... Uh, I don't know if it was, like, the flashback stuff or... No, it was the modern day 
Because you know how the Wonder Woman Rebirth stuff was like every other issue was modern day or flashback. Right, right. Yeah, so I think he was on but the that's modern the, day those stuff. are the ones I didn't like because they kept copy-pasting panels oh, instead no. of drawing. And like, I was like... <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's gonna bug me if that keeps happening. I, th- I think well. it's I think it's that guy on the books. But... Yeah, if it was Francis Manipool and Scott Snyder, that would be like a dream. Well, <laughs> that's what, hey, we got three more issues to read of No Justice at least. Yeah, you know? so that's like the Tim Deeney of <laughs> comics right now. <laughs> They're um, good. They're some of DC's best. Harley so Quinn's I got do... a lot going on here too. Just real quick. Oh Harley's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Harley had, was a big focus in the series, and she's funny. So. Yeah, I liked uh, how um, they they all the characters have their little like Robin the this thing like Wonder Woman son of Zeus or our daughter of Zeus or like the little things that like describe them uh-huh. and then when it shows Harley Quinn it just says you know who she is yeah <laughs> <laughs> which she doesn't is kind of stupid because it's like uh, why is she so popular but but you do know who she is you know who Batman is so you don't have to explain who that <laughs> the Dark Knight but, yeah. But she, I think she was like the last one to be introduced or something, so it made sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have to keep saying this. Um, so, our untitled mail segment of the show, we actually have three things. Okay. <laughs> which is un- unprecedented. Wow. <laughs> um, if you have, if you're listening and you have a suggestion for what we should call the mail section of the show, Please tell us because we can't. We're not creative enough, apparently. I, I got an idea. Male uh-huh. section of the show. Uh, uh-huh. Boys will be boys. <laughs> Why? Are we going to have a female section of the show later? <laughs> God damn. It. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I misunderstood. Was there? Was there both? Um, and my cat's trying to get out of the room. I hope that that's not going to make sense. Okay. He's, so he's really mad at all my bad puns. <laughs> yeah. Let's read the uh, mail. <laughs> yeah, we got one a couple days ago uh, from Jacob Johnson on Twitter. Uh, he says, love the podcast. Here's my question slash subject. What stories from the comics would you have made into DCAU episodes? I would have liked to see a BTAS episode where Batman confronts Joe Chill. Mm. Um, there was a Batman Adventures Volume 2 comic. It was which issue is number 17. It was the last he... issue. Yeah. Yeah, where he confronts Joe Chill. Or he doesn't mean to, I don't think, but he mm-hmm. like ends up and he sees him and recognizes him and so he rips his mask off and is like, I'm Bruce Wayne, what'd you do yeah. to me? But um so But Joe cool. Chill's seen like everyone as Bruce Wayne. And then, yeah. so which <laughs> oh, yeah, is why it's like right. yeah. that's the twist, is that like he does he thinks he's crazy, you know, even yeah. though it's the truth. Because he's constantly, he constantly by the sees that little kid, yeah, yeah. And there was also a um, a story arc in Adam Beechin's Batman Beyond run that introduces a new vigilante, um, who is the vigilante. That's the, the mm-hmm. code name um, in the Batman Beyond world. Who is Joe's Joe Chill's grandson? Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so he <coughs> he knew that his grandfather or father, I don't I don't recall which generation, mm-hmm. but he knew that he was responsible for killing the Waynes, and so he became the vigilante and to kind of like get mm-hmm. justice for his father for his crimes. So, yeah. So yeah. that, yeah, they have explored that. Um, I understand like, that's not exactly the same as it being on the cartoon. It's um, the question. <clears throat> um, just to reiterate, is it like comic book arcs, like for the man who has everything that we would have liked to I see think adapted? So, yeah. Okay. Which, yeah, yeah. which I, I mean, I've been, <laughs> I've been pretty, adamant about my stance on this is that i i prefer 
them using little bits here and there to make their own news story, which mm-hmm. the DCAU is pretty much comprised almost completely of. And kind of um, what we're doing in Legacies, too. Yeah. I'm inspired by a lot of stuff, um, which I guess I can say is like Grant Morrison's JLA run, um, mm-hmm. the, especially like Rock of Ages and World War Three, And... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, stuff like the the fifty two series um, yeah. that came out right after Infinite Crisis that yeah, featured like Booster stuff, Gold, we'll Black talk, Adam. We'll talk about that in a second because that's one of the other questions. Actually, oh, okay, so. all right. I'm getting yeah. ahead of myself, but that's okay. Uh, yeah, so I'm trying to think of like other arcs. Um, I would have loved to see uh, a Batman animated series episode featuring the um, oh, man, the Club of Heroes. I think was the name of it. Um, I'm just searching real quick to make sure I okay. said that right. Um. Yeah, Club of Heroes or the Batman of All Nations is what they were called back in the uh, the Silver hmm, Age. I have never heard of this. Yeah, it was a bunch <laughs> of like random heroes all over the world. Like, uh, oh man, I gotta, I gotta list that. Um, I gotta name drop these characters just because they're <laughs> they're all weird. Bat cow. Uh, no, not not necessarily <laughs> that way. So they're not like Batman Incorporated kind of did that where there would be like Batman in other countries right. and and these characters became part of Batman Incorporated, but they were like um yeah, International Club of Heroes, Batman of All Nations, um characters like the Knight who would later uh appear, like the Knight and Squire were in mm-hmm. Grant Morrison's JLA run as part of the Ultramarine for- Corps and then they would appear later on. There are other characters like the Musketeer and um, Man of Bats and Little Raven, who are Native American characters. There's Wingman, El Gaucho, the Ranger, the Legionary, just a bunch of (laughs) weird Batman from other countries who were just other masked vigilantes. When would he have set this up? (laughs) Like, at what point in the DCAU makes the most sense for him to have done this? (laughs) I've seen in, like, early BTAS, like, um you know we got dick grayson robin who because he could be hanging out with the knight and squire like maybe they have to go off to england again like red claws huh. is doing something and you know yeah they could have they could have just had like one episode where um batman has to go to some other country and then someone's inspired by him and then they set up more batmans or whatever yeah there's a um a great story arc in grant morrison's run um where they go to this island in the the caribbean um where it's like Dr. Hurt is there. The, the Black Hand is like the secret cult that's doing the stuff on this island. And so the Batman of all nations kind of go in there and they get trapped in this sort of like labyrinth uh, thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, it's very inspired by like the the most dangerous game and how mm-hmm. these characters arrive, but then they kind of become hunted by the hmm. by the villains on the island. <laughs> Dr. Hurt. So, yeah, yeah. Dr. Hurt's a whole thing. Dr. Hurt could have been Thomas Wayne. He might have been the oh. devil. He might have been oh. Satan himself. He also <laughs> might have just been a psychiatrist who experimented on Batman's mind a little bit in the Silver Age. It's yeah, no, that no whole thing is so weird, but I loved it. And it could have made like an animated version of it might have made a little more sense. But there's a lot of really cool stuff that happened in that Batman run that was around the Batman R.I.P. Yeah. Era. Well, there's so a lot that's of my build. Uh, kind of silver age batman villains that if you read the btas like writer's bible that they were going off of uh when they first started the show or when they were like in pre-production on the show um there were a lot of ideas that they never actually made into episodes um and a lot of them were kind of more obscure 
villains like ones we might have seen on Beware the Batman eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, People that, like Anarchy or Black yeah, Mask. Professor Pig and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, Professor um, Pig wasn't created until the, the late 2000s. Oh, mid-2000s. really? 2000s. Yeah, yeah. I thought he's. I thought he was one of those like egghead, like super old villains. Mm-hmm. Okay, no, well, he was. Um, I know. Yeah, yeah. For, he was created in Batman and Robin number one, which was uh, written by Grant Morrison. Hmm. And that was like Dick Grayson as Batman. And that was the first okay. time we saw Damian Wayne as huh. Robin. Yeah. Well, let's pretend I didn't say that. Then. <laughs> but but <laughs> stuff, like that, stuff like uh, just characters they never used that, that might have been interesting to see. I, I was thinking of how for Legacies, it, I think it's important that we started like basically what well, we started like the day after Destroyer. So it's like in the in our present day stories because we're trying to fill like as much of the gap between that and batman beyond as we can Mm -hmm. but the series themselves often would jump time um they wouldn't just follow up immediately after the previous one um like you know justice league starts a few months after superman when superman's still kind of like oh i don't know about this guy he just attacked the planet not too long ago um even though they don't really name drop (laughs) Or they don't really mention that until no, it, like yeah. Twilight that episode. Right. But it's mm-hmm. kind of implied when he walks in the room and stuff is like everyone's mm-hmm. all hush hush about it's a it. A little but, nervous, yeah. Um, but then yeah, and then Justice League Unlimited it jumps a couple or like a few months again. Uh, and you know, Green Lantern has a new haircut. There's all there's all this new Watchtower and Javelins and a bunch of new members and all this stuff that we weren't used to. So it's not like the next day and you don't get to see the development of that and stuff like that. Which made me think that if we did ever get add a, like another series or something it would probably do that same thing of jumping a couple years or something like that you know mm-hmm. or maybe to whatever the current date is you know or something um but i was because i was thinking like this isn't really this isn't calling back to any old comics but the the no justice thing that we just read starts off with batman surrounded by enemies you can't see or they're like kolu brainiac robot things that are fighting him because i think they're like taken over by the bad guys or something mm-hmm. and they're like where's the justice league and then batman says which one and then all <laughs> the ba- all the different justice leagues because there's like justice league of america justice league justice league united and international and all this stuff or whatever that has happened over time not in that comic specifically but there you know there's a bunch of different justice there's just like sure. task force there's justice mm-hmm. league just like know, whatever just like europe yeah yeah, and I think that Omega uh, Justice League, Team Justice League, a, yeah. Red, Red Justice League, Blue Justice League. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I think that if they did a DCAU like continuation series, that'd be kind of a fun thing to do. Is have it start off like you think it's status quo, like this is Justice League, and then they do a similar thing of like, where's the Justice League and which one? And then there's just a bunch of different. It's teams. an unlimited amount. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so that would be kind of cool to see because then because uh, you'd have you know like maybe a a more task force justice league with like the question and stuff like that yeah um, like green arrow so, so i i don't i don't know of any specific stories because like i've said before with superman doomsday and stuff like that is i don't love seeing just exact adaptations they did a really good job with for the man who has everything mm-hmm. um and i hadn't seen that before at the time so i liked it but yeah, um i guess that's our very vague answer to your question jacob yeah <laughs> Um, okay. Got one from Nathan. This came through an email, um, for your guys next podcast slash video. I'm very curious about the layout of the watchtower. For example, 
where the promenade slash control deck area is in the tower, which is actually, or which way actually is up in the tower, where the bottom and top is. He goes on for a while. <laughs> He's oh, saying, wow. uh, he says, I was rewatching Flashpoint, the episode, um, and noticed that in an effort to stop the binary fusion cannon, Superman bursts through the floor of the promenade. We switch views and we see him breaking through the upper side wall of the watchtower, which I've noticed that several, every time I watch that is like, he come he bursts through the floor, but then he bursts out the side of the watchtower. Like, shouldn't all those watchtower workers just being be sucked out of the? Thing? <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> they were all standing would, right next to. Him. <laughs> you would think so. Sorry, they they he flew through the promenade. Is that what you mean? Promenade, that's a word. It's promenade. It's, it's, is it really? <laughs> it is. <That's> not. <laughs> it is. Yes, <laughs> I promise you. All anyway. Right. Uh, I thought you were making fun of yourself there for a second. I'm making fun of you. I still don't believe you. <laughs> but anyway, uh, he's just asking like if uh, if we know how the how the watchtower is constructed, like laid out blueprint wise. Because um, he says, I know this is probably a bit of a loaded question. I'm not entirely sure if you find it too uninteresting for a podcast or maybe its own video. But I think it's not. I think it's an interesting topic which is yet to be touched upon. It could definitely help you guys continuity-wise with your Legacies comic. I hope you guys touch on this topic. Continue make more fun and interesting DCAU content. You're my favorite YouTubers and webcomic. Keep up the Aww. great work. Thanks, that is very Nathan. nice of you, Nathan. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so so you I agree. know a lot more about the animated <sighs> yeah, okay. layout. Because you're... So there were, yeah. A long time ago, uh, and by that I mean probably 2008 or nine. Uh, so yeah, like a decade ago, uh, we had a guy working on the original Watchtower database website with us when it was the Justice League Watchtower, um, Christophe Picard, Picard, I'm, I don't know how to say his last name, if he's listening, I'm sorry, do you remember him? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, he, uh, guy, great he artist. A, yeah, he did a bunch of the model, character models and stuff for the site. He went through and found every time you see any angle of any room in the Watchtower, and took a screenshot and sent it to me so that I would have like all available viewpoints mm-hmm. uh, when I'm making the website. And so I still have that folder. They're all in the like original TV broadcast, like low resolution because we didn't have the DVDs yet at the time. Sure. Um, so I'm, I've been meaning to go like re- reconstruct them or whatever with the new, with HD. But um, I, I do get frustrated <laughs> with that kind of stuff with the Watchtower because there is a lot of inconsistency with any backgrounds on the shows, and I only notice that once I have to try to draw them for the comic. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. there's like uh, on the on the main like bridge of the Watchtower, there's some shots where, like, okay, for example, in Task Force X, the episode, um, when they first beam onto the Watchtower, there's like that really cool um, wraparound camera shot where it's like behind plastique and then it like swivels around her to show the front of her as she's like looking in awe at the watchtower like oh my god mm-hmm. um the way that she's facing she should be facing the like monitor womb place where um jean always stands right but she's facing like this the window that like looks out on the like earth mm-hmm. and then when we turn back turn around 
we're facing her and we see like the monitor deck behind her but then when it switches camera angles now it's the reverse like it should be as if like that was just a more (laughs) astonishing looking angle that they wanted to show that in that moment or something Mm -hmm. and that but that just really bothers me because i had to draw the watchtower uh i've had to draw it a few times now for the comic and whenever we're in a room i have to reference anytime that room is seen on the show and they change you know how far away is the table that the Justice League all sits at from the door to that room? In mm-hmm. Question Authority, it's like five steps away, but in Clash, it's like way farther away than that. It's just all this nonsense. Sure. Of, <laughs> like, I, I wonder if they even had blueprints for, you know, the layouts of this stuff. There might have been something paintings. Yeah. Um, we know, like, the comics have published layouts of the watchtower yeah, a few times I really but not there was one <laughs> yeah it'd be great to have one of the animated version but it's mm-hmm. not the stuff in the comics are there's like similar elements in there like they'll have a cafeteria <coughs> they'll have like a training room you know um right the like the javelin deck or whatever yeah. like their aquaman's hangar. tank he f- swims in <laughs> right right well aqua girl has that in the beyond yeah. version of it yeah. yeah um yeah little things like that so it's like we we could look at those like i've got one pulled up there's um stuff on there like the teleporter rooms mm-hmm. you know like we've got sort of a teleportation deck in the animated yeah. version um i reference those for whenever i have to figure out a name for something because oh like, yeah what is this room called oh they call it, they consistently call it this in the comics i'll call it that so do they there's yeah. a trophy room in the animated version right yeah that's mm-hmm. yeah that's <clears> a big part of the comics like it's always like oh the trophy room yeah, yeah. But some of the layout, I wish I could understand where certain rooms are on the watch on the watchtower. Because like in our number two, I think it is, where we have uh, Faraday on the watchtower and he's walking down the hallway to get to the meeting room. Right. I have I have him cause just because it was the most interesting visual version of this. I think we have him. The camera is like slowly zooming in per panel on the the main like you know, half circle arc of the top of the watchtower. Mm-hmm. And it, at the closer it gets to that, the more you're getting closer to Faraday walking down that hallway. And then he reaches the end of the hallway and he's at the meeting room. But we don't know for sure if that's where that is because mm-hmm. that center part with the promenade uh, <laughs> is where you have that big window that you can see the earth and John, that's where all the monitor stuff is. That's right, where you assume right. all that stuff is. But in question authority, Superman in question, walk through a tiny door in that area. And then like 10 seconds later are in the meeting room. So there's, mm-hmm. it's, it's so hard to tell where anything is. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, I, I, I get really frustrated with it and I had there to draw definitely production inconsistencies. Yeah. And I had to draw gorilla city for the one that we're working on right now. Um, and same stuff is like the prison building that uh, they kept the Justice League in in Brave and the Bold right. is in a different spot in that episode than it is in the Legion of Doom attacking Gorilla City mm-hmm. Dead, Dead Reckoning. Reckoning. Yeah, yeah, so it's 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 all bullshit. <laughs> I really <laughs> yeah. wish that it wasn't as weird, but it's it's I I the is only the, uh, the original Justice League Watchtower any better. Like not the I unlimited think so, one because it's a lot smaller and it's like one long continuous vertical level. Yeah, and they yeah. show they show them flying up and down it like all the time, so you mm-hmm. can very easily map that. And I was about to say on that subject, the only official DCAU that I know of, anyway, uh, Watchtower like 
layout or like tour or anything was a special feature on the Starcrossed DVD. Uh. They did like a watch tour of the Watchtower, which is ironic because in that episode the Watchtower explodes, <laughs> <laughs> like uh-huh. it's gone. Why would you need to tour it now? <laughs> Check it out. Over here, there's fire, and over here, there's fire <laughs> and debris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, I I agree. I guess that it is confusing, Nathan, uh-huh. um, and I wish it wasn't. Uh, it, man, it's even more confusing in the comics. Like the Watchtower that they had shortly after uh, Infinite Crisis, but before mm-hmm. Final Crisis, they had a version of the Watchtower that, well, it was based on Earth. It looked like the Hall of Justice, except it was also a satellite in space. <laughs> and so if you walk through right. a certain part of the Watchtower, you're suddenly in the outer space version it's like a weird <laughs> like you don't even know you're teleporting into space it's like it exists in both um oh, both on earth and in space so you can yeah it's that was it was cool but very weird in that way <laughs> yeah um we got one more um it's technically two short emails but i'm going to combine them because it's from the same person uh, this is from bob Rossetto. And I apologize, in, uh, not in advance, but I apologize now <laughs> uh, to him because he apparently emailed this to us on April 9th, but it didn't show up in my inbox and I got to figure out why that happened. So I'm sorry. I hope you're listening to this and you actually <laughs> say the answer. Um, All right. He says, hi, guys. Great book. I have read every one except the last one. I'll read that tomorrow. <laughs> that was a while ago. Uh, he says, but I have a couple questions. Um, where are Brother Power and Wave Rider? I say Ooh. that because you enjoy adding new characters and you said that Vanishing Point said in Vanishing Point Oh, you said that the Vanishing Point in that reality was caused by uh Clinton Chronos. Yeah. Uh, I said you did know that Wave Rider actually appeared in JLU at least once during Superman's speech, therefore he's part canon. I don't mm-hmm. know, part canon. He's definitely there. Yeah. And Wave Rider <laughs> is Matthew Rider. Next question. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's let's do this one at a time. So Okay. We brother, do have plans brother for Power Wave Rider. and what yeah, we do. We actually have some cool plans for Wave Rider. Yeah. Um yeah. we might not get to for a little while, but he's going to play very heavily into the near apocalypse of 09. Can I say that? I, I said it. I just said it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't want to give any more away um than that, yeah. but we, we actually, yeah, his backstory his is going to be a little, little different. Yeah. We are going to tell Wave Rider's origin. Yes. And it's a cool thing. So you will see him. I don't want to give and, that away, though, because yeah. it's, it's a fun I'll twist. I'll say that his character influenced the comic in many ways. And they'll yes. stop there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, especially the original character from, yeah. you know, that was created by Dan Jurgens Jergen, mm-hmm. in the 90s with... Um, yeah, so who is Brother Power? <laughs> so Brother Power is the the geek. Um, he it looks kind of like a rag dolly, kind of like uh, Raggedy Ann or, uh, or Raggedy okay. Andy looking guy. Like he's just like a he's powered. Boys by will like, be boys. He's like flower flower power. Like he's okay. uh, he's very sixties like. Oh wait, know, is this like, the guy geeks. on uh, Teen Titans that sends him back in time and stuff sometimes, or is that no? Um, Who's that guy? Are you thinking of Brother Blood? <laughs> No, he's like a weird 60s Beatles-looking guy. He's got red hair. Oh, no, you're thinking of Mad Mod. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, Brother Power had a series called The Geek that was uh, created by Joe Simon. He's a comic book classic. We don't have any plans for him in Legacies. Mm -hmm. He's just... 
a really weird, obscure character. I don't even know what to do with. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> okay. how I would write him into it. He, um, I like how it's fr- the question's phrased, like, where is Brother Power? Like, obviously, he's yeah. there somewhere. Yeah, he's um, like a strange, like, he's a puppet uh, sort of thing, like an elemental sort of spirit in there. It's... um. He he also came back for uh, Vertigo Comics after okay. a while. They resurrected him for that. So he's just like in that weird realm. Like he'd be hanging out with Swamp Thing, you know, like or John Constantine. Like he fits in really. So well long. With him. Long story short, is we're not using him. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't have yeah. any. I don't have any plans. We it's... have a lot of stuff to cram into this, and there's not mm-hmm. a ton of room for. Some He's of the just stuff. like although a weird... we still make room for stuff that we want to see sometimes, but yeah, I'll I'll keep it in mind. Like if there's a place, yeah. just because he's like a strange, weird philosopher type who is like a puppet and it's just so strange like maybe mm-hmm. maybe there's room for him to pop up but i don't know i'll think about it <laughs> okay he's uh next question he's where what were the linear men doing during this time since wave rider is matthew rider from another time that's funny that they that he brings them up because they're coming up in like three issues from now well yeah issue number seven is currently yeah. titled lies of the linear man so not linear right. men but the linear man right and I don't have plans to bring in all the linear men, which if you recall from like the death of Superman arc at like uh, zero hour, they, they were um, rip hunter, but like an older version of rip hunter mm-hmm. and it was wave rider, but also Matthew Ryder before he became wave rider. Mm-hmm. So the, both of them are there together. And then there's also um, uh, it's, it's a girl. I, I think it's like, I think she's Matthew Ryder's sister. Um, uh, I gotta look now. <laughs> I have to know. Sorry. Well, because our name? Linear, our linear man is Kronos, if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken. So. Uh, Leary Lee is the other person um, that I was trying to think of. There's a few other characters who are part of the linear men, but those are kind of so the, the main ones. The main answer to where are any of these characters is they're wherever they want to be. Because <laughs> I guess the, in the DCAU, like. It's not doesn't strictly follow like comic mm-hmm. history, so it's not uh, you know just because someone exists in DC doesn't necessarily mean that they're in the DCAU. Um, yeah. And if they are, you know, if we did have Rip Hunter and those characters, maybe we just haven't seen them because we probably know Rip Hunter exists because Booster Gold is in present day and in historically and... he steals Rip Hunter's time machine to come mm-hmm. back in time. Right, so, right. And then later, it's established that Rip Hunter is Booster's son. But oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I don't have any plans for Rip Hunter or the Linear Men. But we are bringing back Cronus and the Vanishing Point yeah. and all that in issue number seven, Lies of the Linear Man. And whenever we... Um, can we say who else is going to be in that, those in that issue? Um, yeah, not, can, not everybody. I guess we can make a little tease. Um, <laughs> the Atom, Ray Palmer's The Atom uh-huh. is a big... Uh, because the Adam and Kronos are classic, uh, you know, they're paired together. Um, So yeah, Ray Palmer's the main character of that two part arc and he gets thrust into time, I guess is the right thing to say. We'll see them jump ahead about 150 years into the DCAU future um, and kind of see possible ramifications of the near apocalypse. Stuff that was happening. Yeah. Yeah. If it, becomes apocalypse or I, you know honestly it's 
it's kind of up in the air because there there could be ramifications of that, or it could be ramifications of what we saw in, in issue number one. Yeah, we won't know until later. <laughs> right, with, right, with the giant uh, ship that appeared above Gotham yes. City, and and that that was set in the twenty fifties, twenty fifty four. Six, I, I think. Six, 2056. So this would be set in 2156. Yeah. Is the year they're visiting. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So I think uh, as far as, you know, obviously we're not you know, official DC people. We're just making our own fun thing mm-hmm. um, slowly. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I think, you know, when people ask us stuff like this where they want to know, what are we going to do with this character? What are we going to do with this character? And if we don't say exactly what they want to hear, they might be disappointed. But I think you will be pleasantly surprised if you just keep reading the comic. <laughs> because yeah. a lot of the, a lot yeah. of the time, either we say that we don't have plans for this character, but then we do later, or we say, oh, you know, we're not going to, we're actually doing this with that character. I don't know. I don't want to tell you what it is. If you if you go like, oh man, but I hoped you would make Catwoman marry Batman, then maybe keep reading. And not, we're not doing that, but I'm saying or, maybe keep reading, and you'll see Catwoman, and you'll be like, oh, that was cooler anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, just think about like you know, we're all we're treating Batman Beyond as not a possible future, but the right. future. So no matter what we do, is going to lead up to that. Series. Yeah, building toward that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. But there's... we're throwing in a lot of stuff that is kind of tangents along the way that you that no one has ever mentioned in Batman Beyond but it doesn't mm-hmm. ruin anything. Right. It's like yeah. we might not have needed to see the peacemaker in issue number 3, you know, as <laughs> sure. part of checkmate and everything, but it was a cool action sequence and yeah, we're, we we're going to see get that part done anyway, so might as well throw in something extra. Yeah, it was all about making a cool action scene um yeah. to really up, amp up the stakes there. And that whole the... thing was getting toward Barda being stuck on Earth pretty much. Yes. And there being like a weird new gods treaty thing. In a way to kind of keep the new gods off the table just because yeah. they're so powerful and we didn't re- really want them meddling. <laughs> right. Around with our with our story plans too much yeah. so even though barda will still stick around in a yeah um yeah. his last question is does renee still become the question for that matter does booster gold take up a secret rule patrolling the time stream with his son rip hunter uh you can see how that would connect to my previous question about rave rider wave rider as it took place in 52 anyway just a thought looking forward to the next issue can Always i can answer enjoy this your story yes that's was gonna be my answer but but without rip hunter um we do have interesting plans for renee montoya and the question don't correct not 100 percent sure if she's going to be the question but they are definitely going to be working together yes um in a in a moment so that's that's gonna be fun to see that is our homage to the 52 yeah yeah. question stuff yeah yeah she will definitely have um a role to play and booster gold but yeah he will be wrapped up in the time travel stuff he um, not yet, um, but I think we could safely say that he and Wave Rider and Cronus are going to have their stories connected eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll leave it at that. And Plastic Man. <laughs> <laughs> Plastic Man. Pla- we do have, we'll, we'll be bringing in Plastic Man and the yep. Creeper. Creeper's in yep. high demand as well. <laughs> he so. sure is. <laughs> <laughs> the two of them will be in Legacies eventually. Yes. Okay, well, that's uh, that's that. I'm thanking everyone for sending in stuff. That doesn't usually happen. <laughs> we got yeah, three this time. That was fun. Um, yeah, you can, if you want to um, ask us stuff to talk about, you can 
uh, we won't send us spoil legacies too much. Yeah, if yeah, if you ask us legacy stuff and we want to read it on the show, it's probably going to be kind of vague, like what we just talked about. But we're mm-hmm. we're more or less confirming that we're playing in those realms or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm very inspired by stories that have come before, but not trying to like rehash stuff we've seen. And what's been really funny is continuing to read comics and seeing bits of possible yeah. ideas used in some yeah, modern and stuff. no way to prove that we came up with those <laughs> yeah and... yeah it's all I don't know. i'm just Tired a little thinking mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah if you want uh to send anything in you can email us at uh info at watchtowerdatabase.com uh or info at legaciesdcau.com also um and i will try my best to check that email inbox or you can tweet at us or send us facebook message or whatever we're on all over social media at dcau watchtower Um, which I guess brings me to wrapping up the show. Uh, let me get, I gotta get to my little docky doc of how to end the things. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I really wish that we would have thought of bat plugs before the Tim talk (laughs) podcast. That's a good, that's a good play on words there. Mm -hmm. Um, I do want to shout out, uh, there's the, uh, um, above and Batman beyond podcast. Uh, we've been talking with them a lot lately. It's, uh, um, we were on, I was on the podcast uh, talking about the history of the Watchtower Database channel and the Legacies comic, um, and also just Batman Beyond mm-hmm. stuff in general. So that was a lot of fun. You know, I I listened to that. And I remember thinking like, you know, James left something out. Like he what you kind of you kind of skipped your the origin of the channel. Like how you uh, you brought up how it was originally the comic, uh, but I recall pitching you the comic as a way to bring people back to the watchtower database mm. site like the the whole idea was to make the watchtower database a uh ultimate guide for the dc animated right. universe and it'd be super interactive and there's still a lot of plans underway um mm-hmm. to make that reality happen and then from there it turned into a youtube channel um but that was like we, we had already been working on the comic before launching the youtube yeah. channel so that was that all kind of happened at the same time but originally there's you've been working on the Watchtower database as an uh-huh. encyclopedia resource for a long time before the comic yeah. ever came out. So I, I wanted to make sure you got that credit. It wasn't <laughs> okay. just, it wasn't the comic that spawned everything. The comic well, was yeah. an element. <coughs> so I mean, it, yeah, it's we awesome. are still it's a cool, work. good podcast yeah. though. The great talk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Listen to yes. it. <laughs> well, you, you should go. Uh, um, let me, Oh my gosh, I should have written this down. It's a comic book. I N T L. Like I think it stands for international. Um, on yeah. YouTube, that's where it's hosted. Um, I believe he's on SoundCloud as well. Um, it's a it's a fairly new podcast. So there's not a lot of followers yet. Um, and it would he would be much appreciative if you checked it out. He talks mm-hmm. to different uh, fans and also sometimes uh, writers or composers and stuff like that from the show. It's similar to this show where we do that same kind of stuff every once in a while. We'll get a cast member on for an interview or something like that mm-hmm. um but uh yeah that's a cool thing that you should do um this podcast that you're listening to right now is out every other monday on the youtube channel and itunes as youtube.com slash watchtower database or just search itunes for 12th level intellects uh it's also in the description of the youtube version um Thank you to Adam Mullen, as usual, uh, for the music that you hear at the start of this and at every start of every Watchtower Database video and often in the background of 
Legacies promo videos. Um, he's at musica-atomica.com if you want to hire him to write something for you. Uh, social media I already mentioned, at DCA Watchtower. Our video schedule on our YouTube channel, we have videos out every Sunday, Thursday, and then Monday, Tuesday, back and forth every other week. Um, upcoming videos, let's see, what's happening this week? I got a fast forward in my brain. Uh, this will come out Monday, and then we got a Trivia Tuesdays the next day, and then the following Sunday video is a Static Shock timeline. Yes. Uh, so that's coming up. We're, we're doing a bunch of timeline Sunday videos in a row, not necessarily intentionally but we had a guest appearance on the jay's reviews channel which i guess is also another shout out uh but he uh he does reviews of all the dcau series as box set dvds and mm -hmm. uh, he had maddie on our timeline dude uh to talk about mystery of the batwoman so we did a video we were also doing a mystery of the batwoman video that will come out on the same day and to lead up to that we kind of had to talk about justice league and static shock so that by the time we get to mystery of the batwoman it all made sense yeah you understand <laughs> you're yeah. oriented sure and then uh so yeah subscribe to the youtube channel uh, as watchtower database so that you won't miss any of that stuff uh, also, yeah uh, oh go. personal social media is that where you're going I sure say that i'm at www.tedkendrick.com you can find me all over the place there it's real yeah, nice and got, simple. Are you still doing your blog posts of like, hey, this is what I've been working on lately yeah. and stuff? Yeah, yeah. I don't. I I tried to do once a week. Now now it's like I'll yeah. just you know when I have something to share. I've I've got like three blog posts I need to write to be honest. Oh, okay. So yeah, by, yeah, by comparison, for anyone listening to this, by comparison, my life is filled with the thing you're listening to right now and the Watchtower <laughs> videos and legacies and my movie, whereas Ted's life is filled with uh, every writes. <laughs> yeah, he writes legacy scripts, but then he also works on six other comics and movies constantly. And I've got and... an all-ages kids comic called Steampunk Eddie that is hopefully going to be out pretty soon through uh, Escapist Comics with an X at the end. Uh, so you, you can find that on my website and um, there on Facebook. Is that the full stuff. name? Escapist Comics with an X at the end? Yes, that's the full name. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, they're also on... Uh, Escapist is on Comixology, so you can find their other work there. It's all ages, hand-watercolored hand stuff. Um, mm -hmm. Also doing a couple short films and projects like that. So that's all on my website. I don't want to bog down what is already kind of a long podcast. Yes. <laughs> Maybe we'll talk about that another time. <laughs> yeah, but. Batman Ninja really got us going, I think. But <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's it. Uh, we're also on Patreon.com slash ATS Entertainment if you want to toss us your coffee money uh a good analogy i hear on the weekly planet podcast is if you have uh any money that you would not care if you dropped it on the ground and you know you wouldn't just walk away from that if you walked away and were like oh that's fine it doesn't matter they just give that to us <laughs> that's fine <laughs> you know it's if bill gates dropped a hundred dollar bill on the ground it would not be worth the three no. seconds it would take him to pick it <laughs> yeah. up so god bill gates, dang it it's if you're listening now. bill gates Bill Gates, find yeah. us on Patreon. <laughs> yeah, please uh, sponsor us. We're sp this video is brought to you by Microsoft. Wouldn't that be something? All right. Well, that's it. Thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, we're going to stop talking now because it's been forever. We should start a company <laughs> called Macro Hard. Okay. Uh, that's the end. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>